What's up, IDP Show listeners? It's your good friend, Joey the Tooth. Are you looking to keep your league members active and engaged through the entire season? You need to get yourself some good championship prizes. Where can you find the best? Trophysmack.com. They have the most stylish belts, rings, and trophies around. Click the link in the episode description. They'll bring you straight to Trophysmack. Also, if you're looking for the edge and keeping yourself happy and healthy, check out my website, HaganEdge.com. It's H-A-G-G-A-N edge.com. And remember, if it's not IDP, it's not fantasy football. the idp show i'm your host josh raymer joined in the soul shack tonight on my right adam markham addy how are you hon doing very well josh it was a beautiful sunday of football we've got another monday night doubleheader wrapping up here in the soul shack Bengals up on the rams right now uh what do you think about the monday night doubleheader well it wasn't what i thought it was going to be i remember when it was a thing a few years ago it was like one was it uh, one game was at six o'clock and then the other game was at like nine o'clock yeah and you got to stay up till midnight be a bad little boy yeah just neglect you know? your family right for six and, straight uh, hours and yeah i don't like this i don't like the let's start one game at six let's start one game at seven and then we you know let's let's try to keep up with uh both of them at the same time not a fan of that yeah it's almost like they rolled it out to make us use the multi-view feature on like YouTube TV or whatever, where it's like the, the two games side by side. Um, but I'm with you. I, I don't, I don't mind the double header. I wish they would space it out, give it a little more breathing room and uh, let us stay up till. Yeah. Like 12 o'clock, yeah. 1 a.m. Watching football. Like I remember those opening week one, we had like Chris Berman calling like, I don't know, Raiders Chargers or Raiders yeah. Broncos or something. Always one of those West Coast teams. And it was always wacky because it just, the energy was weird. You know, kind of like Thursday night games have a weird energy to them. Yeah. The same thing with those week one, late Monday night games. But it's a very curious scheduling wrinkle this year. Um, Is this going to happen more often? I think so. I think they're going to try to get... Games keep happening this year. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if there's any more Monday uh, double headers or not. But I think the NFL is going to try to get games at different times on different days. You know, they started having those Saturday games yeah, late I, in the season. I do like that. I think I would like NFL on like five days a week. Yeah, give us a couple days to just chill. Yeah, but um, maybe Friday. Give us Friday off. Yeah, maybe Wednesday off. Wednesday but otherwise. Off. Let's go. Yeah. Let it rip, Let Tater rip. Chip. So welcome into the week three recap. We are going to be breaking down every game from week three, including the two Monday night football games. The Eagles dispatched the Buccaneers in game one, and the Bengals are up 16 to nine right now on the Rams with about seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. So we'll see how that game turns out. Uh, Eddie, it was another week of insane IDP scoring, I feel like, across the board. Yeah. Yeah, more of the same. It's been awesome. It's been a great start to the year. A lot of the guys that we were excited about, they've they've come through for us. There there have been a few letdowns, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll get into all of it. Yeah, defensive line going early in the best ball drafts feels like it's paying off. Feels like the best players in the NFL this year are edge rushers like T.J. Watt and Miles Garrett and Nick Bosa. So if you went 
DL early in best ball. I think you've been richly rewarded thus far this season. But let's jump right into the recap, Addy, and let's start with Saints-Packers. Uh, this was a game, Derek Carr, AC joint sprain. It sounds like he might be out for a little bit, so we're going to get Jameis Winston back in the mix, which is like a nice little treat. I feel like every season I want just a little bit of Jameis, just for a little bit of chaos. His weird pregame kind of warm-up where sure. he's stretching all weird and... Throw some picks. Throw some picks. Give our IDP some more points. Yeah, it's it's fun for everybody, I think. Yeah, so let's talk about two players in particular from the New Orleans Saints, and let's start right at the top, Addy. One of the high scorers on the week, Alante Taylor, 40.65 points. He was averaging 12.13 through weeks one and two. Five solos, TF, two TFLs, a sack, 14 sack yards, five passes defended, one QB hit, 100% of snaps. I believe Alante was your second most rostered DB in best ball. Yes, sir. And this was why. Playmaker, 100% of snaps. I think he's DB1 right now. Yeah, he's DB1. Just, I mean, scrappy, physical, Slot corner. I mean that 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 makes plays. So I mean, just the, the exactly what you look for um, in those in those leagues where you have to start cornerbacks, but also those those leagues that are you know you're starting four defensive backs and everyone's got tons of defensive backs and you got to kind of dig deep and and look into these corners. Um, Alante Taylor was one of these guys that I just kept coming back to, adding him pretty much everywhere and 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 all my dynasties. This was an awesome week for me. Absolutely, Adam started in every single league pretty much. So uh, you're almost getting choked up there <laughs> thinking about it. <laughs> we're 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 uh, four minutes in, folks, and Addy's about to to stroke out on us. But yeah, great week for Alante Taylor. Great week for the Saints DBs. You had Isaac Yadam. 21.25 points. Marshawn Lattimore, 11 and a quarter. Lonnie Johnson, 10.75. But Pete Warner was the only non-DB to crack the top five. He was 11.75 points. He's been averaging 9.38 through the first two weeks. 99% of snaps, though. Pete has been kind of what we expected, Eddie, that like mid-tier LB2 sort of guy. Yeah. I don't know that I want Pete Warner as my LB1, but... LB2-3 option, that feels about right. He's doing a good job getting the tackles. He's playing all the snaps. Yeah, uh, 11 just, total tackles this we week. We just need him to start sprinkling in some yeah. big plays. So. Yep, agreed. Um, but, yeah, Isaac uh, Yadam, I think he got the playing time because uh, Paulson Adebo was out. So, um, I wouldn't really look too much into him. But, yeah, Alante Taylor, I mean, this is, this is great news. This is good stuff. This is exactly what we want to see. This is a second-round pick. Uh, this is the second year, so I mean, uh, they've typically had really good success with those slot co slot corners there in New Orleans. So I mean, right back at it again. That's right. Is this uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson sort of follow through yeah. uh, after he left to go to the Eagles and then the Lions? Pretty much, yeah. Seems that way. Yeah, love to see it. If he's still out there on waivers, uh, go get him because I think this is a guy you can fire up with confidence in CB required leagues. For the Packers, Rashawn Gary is back. Not playing full-time snaps, but having full-time production. 37.75 points. He only had 3.05 points per game average the first two weeks, but he exploded this week. Three solos, three sacks, three TFLs, four QB hits, and 20 sack yards. Just 38% of snaps, but green across the board, Addy, in the PFF grades. They are working Rashawn Gary back into the lineup slowly, but I think as long as the big man can stay healthy, he's going to pay dividends as the season draws closer to the playoffs. Yeah, dude, Rashawn Gary, 
uh, on that third sack, he did the Allen Iverson step over. No, he didn't. Yes, it was very nice. It's so weird to think about Tyron Lue now as like a respected head coach in the NBA, and like he's probably most famous for getting stepped over by oh, Allen Iverson. Thousand percent. Yeah, but yeah, it was it was awesome to see. I did see where he popped up as questionable, so hopefully nothing. He didn't. Uh, Come on, Rashawn, don't do this to us. Yeah, I mean that is a concern. You know, you ho- you hope that he doesn't reaggravate something, and um, they shut him down for a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I mean, early signs. Wow, this this guy is uh, looks all the way back. I mean, the pressures have been amazing. Um, the pass rush snaps continue to go up every single week, um, and then yeah, now the production is as well. So I yeah. mean, if if he does end up being completely back to full strength by halfway through the season, I mean. There's your league-winning league, league winning type guy. Yep. So I think that will happen unless we see some kind of setback. I would expect them to continue to ramp up his workload so that they're having Rashawn Gary playing full-time snaps if they're you know in the hunt for the playoffs. So uh, next up here, Rudy Ford, DB, 16 and a quarter points. Kenny Clark, defensive tackle required leagues, is a nice target. 15.4 points this week, 11.8 average. Uh, played 84% of snaps. Keyshawn Nixon, there he is again, 11.25 points, 12.5 points per game average the first two weeks, playing 74% of snaps. He had 11 rush yards, 24 kick return yards, three solos, and a PD. And then Kingsley Enigbare, 9.5 points on just 38% of snaps. So the edge rushing rotation, a little bit yucky there in Green Bay. I'm assuming probably Preston Smith. Maybe has been the highest uh, snap getter thus far, but um, and maybe I, I'd be curious where Lucas Van Ness is coming into this list. But he keeps declining a little bit. Does he? Well, I mean, now that Rashawn Gary is yeah, getting healthy, makes you sense. know, I mean, it's yeah, he, he just like you mentioned, it's a nice rotation, so it's gonna be hard for him to find snaps. I think. Yeah, I think Rashawn Gary is gonna be the guy you want once they ramp. I'm not comfortable starting Gary even after this performance. I want to see the snaps tick above like 50, 60 percent, just to give us that floor. I mean, because you saw where he was single-digit point output just because the snaps aren't there. I mean, this is not sustainable production playing 38% of snaps. But let's move to Bill's Commanders, and we wondered all offseason who was going to be the LB2 alongside Matt Milano. I think uh, Boo Bam in his waiver wire article called it the AFC equivalent of the Nakobe Dean Eagles LB2 situation in the AFC. And uh, we thought it was going to be Tyrell Dotson. Turns out Terrell Bernard, and he showed out this week, 41.75 points. He had a 13.12 points per game average the first two weeks. Five solos, two assists, two TFLs, one INT, two sacks, 11 sack yards, one fumble recovery, a PD, two QB hits on 87% of snaps and a 93.1 overall PFF grade. Addy, I don't think a linebacker can play much better than how Terrell Bernard played this week. No, I mean, I think he's he's a he's like a top three linebacker now at this point. Um, not rest of the season, but but as things stand as, right now, as yeah, as the standings are. Um, I mean, but yeah, this is this is what more could you ask for with this? I mean, this was a guy that I think we we're I was at least a little concerned that maybe he um, doesn't start off hot and they go away from him because there's a lot of competition behind him. They just drafted Dorian Williams in the third round. Um, Christian Kirksey was there. He retired. That was, that was nice. Um, But still, there was still just a little bit of concern, but when he starts off this hot and he's making plays, like it's kind of hard to go away. You're not setting that guy down. I don't think so. No. Um, And that defense looks good. I mean, 
but yeah, I think a big reason for that is because of Terrell Bernard, who though I mean those picks that he's making, I mean they they were they were nice plays on the ball, like athletic plays. So um, seems like a pretty solid coverage linebacker. Um, the only problem with with Bernard is just um, him being there in Buffalo, and they don't get the snaps like some of these other you know like the like the Jets linebackers, yeah. you know. As far as the total volume of snaps, right, exactly. he's getting the percentage. Just what was the stat that Evan had? I think the Jets linebackers that almost played a full game more in terms of volume of snaps than the Bills. Right, that's and, nuts. And that's how it is. It's been like that for like the last few years with the Bills. Um, they just they don't get the they're not on the field as much as, yep. as some of these other defenses. Yeah, looking at the rest of the list, it was a dominant week for the defensive line. A.J. Epinesa, 30.85 points on 46% of snaps. He had a solo tackle, a TFL, INT, a sack, a defensive touchdown, a PD, a QB hit. So he's making big plays out there. Yes, Eddie. Here's a good example. So with Terrell Bernard, he's averaging 45 snaps a game right now. Uh, Zaire Franklin's averaging 75 snaps a game right now. Wow. Um, Kaiser White's averaging 73 and a half snaps per game right What's now. What's Mosley? Um, let's see here. And Addy, where are you pulling this from right now? Would you care to tell us? These are in the uh, my dynasty ranks in in the tabs. I I keep track of uh, we call them uh, logs. Those logs are looking nice, folks. Yes, sir. Very nice logs. Not those kind of logs. Game logs. You want these logs. You do want these logs. But, yeah, it's not just points logs. It's We have snap logs, uh, tackle logs. Uh, for edge guys, we're going to have pressure logs, um, pass rush logs. So we're up and up, up and up the game for these logs. We're starting a whole bonfire with yes, all these sir. logs, folks. Yes, sir. It's going to be hard to flush that toilet with all <laughs> them logs in there, boy. I vamped for as long as I could. Did you find C.J. Mosley in there by chance? 76 snaps Get per game. Get out of here, man. So, yeah, like, so week one, 69 snaps. Week two, 87 snaps. Week three, 72 snaps, whereas... Um, the Bills linebackers. Terrell Bernard is 54 week one, 34 week two, 47 week three. Yeah, so. so it's like you want to start these guys, but if you've got other options like a Franklin or a C.J. Mosley or even a Quincy Williams, it's hard to look away from that snap volume. It's just more opportunities. It's just something you got to think about. I mean, yep. uh, I would use it as maybe like a tiebreaker. It's like look at Matt Milano, you know. Yep. If he doesn't have a big play, like he's not going to have a good week. No. Because he does, he's never been a big like tackle rate guy, Mm-mm. you know. So I mean, he has to get like a pick or or interception or uh, those are the same things or sack, pick, <laughs> interception, uh, taking the ball away through the air from the other team, <laughs> just really make it super wordy. Uh, let's talk about the defensive line guys though. AJ Epinesa, we mentioned Leonard Floyd playing forty eight percent of snaps, scored twenty five point nine five points. It helps to play Sam Howell in the commander's offense. Uh, two solos, one assist, two TFL, two sacks, and three QB hits. Ed Oliver, there he is, Eddie. You talked him up as a potential top five dynasty defensive tackle. 22.5 points, 12.53 points per game average, weeks one and two, playing 63% of snaps. And then alongside him, Daquan Jones, 19.65 points, playing 52% of snaps. So it was just an open season on the uh, commander's offense and Sam Howell against the Bills. That was an absolute beatdown. I think that game was like 30 to, I don't know, 30 to 3 or something like yeah. that. It was it was a blowout. Big Ed looking great. Big Ed looking very nice. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, where would you? I mean, he's definitely top ten. Top right? ten for sure, absolutely. I think when we did the top eight defensive uh, or dynasty tackle or defensive tackles for dynasty leagues, I think I had him like tenth or eleventh. Yeah, he was right there on the. You edge. know, he was on the borderline. Top. We're we're giving respect to those those older guys. Mm-hmm. You know, those yeah. DeForest Buckners, and uh, I don't know if we had Cam Hayward that high. I had sure. Cam Hayward in my top eight. I think he just missed the cut overall. Yeah. But it's it's a rich... But he's out now. Yeah, it's a rich position, though, man. We've talked about it all offseason, how yeah. loaded defensive tackle is. It's really good. Um, but, yeah, I think Ed Oliver's... When he got paid that new contract, that was sort of a signal to me of, like, oh, they, they like this guy, mm-hmm. right? I mean, they... For as underwhelming as it's felt, as it feels like he's been, there's a few guys like this, right? Like Derek Brown, Christian Barmore, these like highly drafted, you know, defensive tackles who have check a lot of boxes for us, but just it just hasn't quite come together. I'm still holding out hope for all of these guys. And defensive tackles are never going to be your most consistent scorers. Um, so yeah, I mean, it. I don't think it takes as much to crack into that top 10. So I think Big Ed is is making his way, working his way up the list. We'll have to revisit that conversation a little later in the season to see yeah. how we're feeling once the – you need about a month, about four to six weeks worth of data for the sort of the outliers to settle down just a little bit. Because even right now, after three weeks, we're going to have a lot of um, outliers in the top five, top 10 of their position just because of some – Fluky three interception games like Jordan Whitehead right now, I think is safety two because he had three picks in week one. So let's talk about the commander side of things. Uh, Kendall Fuller was their leading scorer, uh, 25 points on 99% of snaps, uh, two solos, six assists, one INT and three PDs, 92.1 overall PFF grade. Jamin Davis, there he is, 15 and a quarter points, 12.93 points per game, playing 78% of snaps. Six solos, five assists, and a PD. Um, so not not bad for Jamin Davis. Uh, Cody Barton right there behind him, though. 13.25 points, uh, 10.75 through the first two weeks. Seven solos, six assists, 100% of snaps. So Cody Barton is getting, he is the LB1 in terms of snaps, but Jamin Davis has been outperforming him thus far on fewer snaps through the first three weeks. Yeah, but I want Cody Barton. Um, it's tough. I mean, yeah. I, I worry that Cody, that, um, I don't know. I, the fact that he's not getting more snaps right now, it just worries me that he could be replaced at some point. Yeah. Cody Barton's never done much for me. Um, I think I'd rather, and luckily if there's no one, I mean, who's, who's even behind Davis? I don't even know at this point. Is it still David Mayo? <laughs> uh, it's someone that was getting a little bit of hype this off season, but, uh, I, I, it doesn't seem like it. I don't know. I don't feel like that would be a thing. Um, Hudson, I think, maybe. Hudson River. Yeah, Hudson River. Hudson River. That'd be a sick name. But yeah, Cody Barton, man, he just he doesn't go away. You know, he gets hated on. He's right uh, there. A lot of those types, a lot of those line, those, yeah. those ugly little hold your nose linebackers that are fine. The, the, what that'll makes get you ten tackles? Exactly. What makes Cody Barton nice? He doesn't cost you anything. I'm never yeah. excited to have Cody Barton, but yeah, you'll just. Plug him into your lineup and start him because he's playing 100% of snaps. Mm-hmm. So am I excited? No, but you're probably going to feel pretty good when he gets you, you know, 10 to 15 points every week. Yep. So, uh, yeah, Benjamin St. Juice, number four, with 
It's 11.75 points. And then Deron Payne, we mentioned defensive tackles, 10.75 points, 19.82 point per game average. The first two weeks, he played 79% of snaps, 70.7 overall defensive grade. Um, Deron Payne looking good as yeah. always. I know. I mean, I think we all kind of thought that he was going to regress, but, uh, and he still may, but I mean, a great start to the season. He's probably top 10 as well, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So let's talk about the chargers and, um, talk about hold your nose and start them. Another big time week from Kenneth Murray Addy, 23.75 points. He's been averaging 13.43 and that's probably skewed because I don't know how much he actually played week one. Um, he may have, well, he, I think he played more in week one, but just didn't score as well. Um, because Eric Kendricks was still on the field, but these last two weeks, he's been the LB one, right? Was Kendricks back this week? No, Kendricks was still out. So he didn't get his revenge on the Vikings. No, man. What a shame. Uh, but yes, eight solos, one assist, one TFL, one PD and a pick on 100% of snaps. So, until Eric Kendricks is back, I don't know what the injury outlook looks like for Kendricks, but Kenneth Murray has filled in admirably. I think he's going to slot back maybe into that LB2 slot whenever Eric Kendricks is back. And we'll see how it goes when he's back in the number two chair. But if you started on these last two weeks, good for you. He got 60 snaps that week one. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if that's if that's going to be around what he's getting even after Kendricks returns, I mean, he could still be useful for us. Uh, Dayon Henley was active, but he didn't get out there and play at all. So, um, yeah, I mean, Kenneth Murray, I mean, who cares? He's 41.4 PFF grade. Yeah, so, still but. So not lot of rare. Uh, what is that, a 29.3 in run defense and a 29.8 tackling grade? Yeah. Not great, Bob. Yeah, he did. Uh, I mean, uh, Minnesota had some some nice lanes because homeboy took the uh, hit the wrong hole and stuff. So That's what he do. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he does make those big splash plays and he can hit the hell out of some people. So, um, he does kind of pop on screen, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's clearly making a lot of mistakes as well. He's like a little wind up toy. You just like when you pull the cars back and they go really fast, yeah. he goes really fast in the wrong direction sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but he is going to, he is going to flash from yeah, time he to guesses, time. He guesses right sometimes. Yeah. That, even a broken clock is right twice Here a day. It got to bring it back. Now, Addy, you got to help me. Uh, as Kentucky boys, this next guy here on the list, Tuli Tui Pelotu. I think that was pretty good. Yeah, I think so. Edge rusher, uh, 77% of snaps. Was he filling in for a Joey Bosa or a, um, a Khalil Mack? Khalil Mack, perhaps? Because <laughs> uh, no. 77% of snaps. So they're just running this guy out there. Yeah, he's just getting a lot of playing time. Look at that. I mean, he's doing great. I mean, he's crushing it. I think he had nine pressures this week. Uh, 21.4 points. He's averaging 11.43 the first two weeks. Like we mentioned, 77% of snaps. Four solos, a TFL, a sack, and four QB hits. So, um, yeah, I think he's probably going to be a hot waiver wire ad this week, I'd say. If he's getting this kind of volume. Yeah, he has 13 pressures on 73 pass rush snaps. So that is a 17.8% pressure rate. So that's just insane for, for a rookie. Um, but yeah, we, I mean, this guy was getting a lot of nice hype this off season. Uh, he had a lot of big fans. I know, uh, Brett Coleman was a big fan of, of Thule, So, I mean, early signs look pretty good, bud. Yeah. So it, for me, it's about playing time. Is the team trusting you as a young player to be on the field, but they're going to keep trusting him. Absolutely. Look at yeah. the production. 
Um, and the Chargers, you know, finally getting the getting the win column. Your boys are zero and three. Yeah. Do you want them to uh, ship Kirk Cousins off? Let's say the Jets call and offer second round pick. Yes. Is that good enough yes. to get Kirk out of there? And then let's tank, baby. Let's get let's, Caleb. Let's get Caleb. Yeah. There's a lot of good quarterbacks in this class, so I think if Caleb, you, JJ, Addison, yeah. Hawkinson, I mean, we're good. We're yeah. fine. We're I think, right back in it for I think, a decade. Yeah, Caleb would be happy to go there. I don't know that he wants to go to Chicago. He's inside. Yeah. Brand, That's you know, brand new beautiful, stadium. Beautiful stadium. Yeah. You got a good head coach. I think Kevin O'Connell's a good coach. And yeah, the division isn't that scary anymore. Not you with know? A-Rod gone. Yeah. It's just uh, the Bears are a dumpster fire. You got uh, Jordan Love, you know, uh, making just really weird boneheaded plays every week, it seems like, lining up not under the center, Mm -hmm. uh, doing the splits. Did you see that one where he's, like, doing the splits, throwing the ball? That was kind of fun. And then, yeah, you've got the Lions who are scrappy, but just kind of waiting for that uh, Jared Goff, Cinderella, pumpkin situation to uh, revert back. So, yeah. That would be great. You would be very happy about that. That would be the best-case scenario, I think. I think the NFL is about to see a big turnover in terms of quarterbacks from talking to people who watch college. It sounds like there could be upwards of like eight to 10 guys who could be in the mix for like first round consideration Hmm. with like, I think three or four bona fide, like top five studs. Wow. So I think we're headed towards a little bit of a quarterback renaissance. Some of these older guys being phased out, uh, you know, the Derek Carrs, the Jimmy G's, uh, in favor of some of these young guys coming in. It's a fun time to be an NFL fan. Uh, Sebastian Joseph Day at number three, 19.5 points. high Gilman, 16.65. And then Joey Bosa, there he is, 15.95 points. Just 34% of snaps, though. Did he get banged up? No, they're just slowly bringing him back in. Okay, there we uh, go. Khalil Mack still not really doing what we want to uh, want to see him do. I mean, Tuli's kind of doing what we were wanting Mack to do. But, I, th- I mean, Max still is fine, I think, from a pressure standpoint. Um, so, I, I, I wouldn't be too concerned yet. It's just uh, the way it goes. He's just – he's been unlucky to start. Sounds like someone who planted a little mini <laughs> flag on Khalil Mack. Maybe so. That Chandler Jones, Khalil Mack, little uh, mini flag plant double stack. Oh, the, the uh, Chandler Jones one, that ain't happening. They took that one off the books in Vegas. I don't know what the hell's going on there. 11.5% pressure rate for Khalil Mack. So 12 pressures on 104 pass rush snaps. So, I mean, still fine. Still just fine. need him to get home. Yeah. Just come home. Come home, Khalil. Come on home, Khalil. Let's talk about the Vikings. Daniil Hunter continues to ball out. He might be. Sad. I don't think he's edge one because TJ Watt uh, yeah. exists in the league right now. But um, he's top five, oh, probably. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another great week. 20.4 points. He has 32.62 points per game. Average. Weeks one and two, three solos, one assist, one sack, two TFLs, one forced fumble on 92% of snaps. 28.6 through three weeks. Oh, my goodness. That's uh, that's up there. I want to see. Can you pull up uh, pull up our sleeper league and see where he is in terms of uh, edge rushers right now? Uh, he's edge two. It's, it's, it's um, TJ? TJ's edge one. Yeah, and then he's edge two. Edge two is for Danil, yeah. Love it. TJ Watt averaging 38.5 points per game. Insane. He is absolutely insane. Uh, Next up here, Byron Murphy, an awesome cornerback. I think someone called out Byron Murphy. Oh, Johnny did. Of course Johnny did with his 84% success rate uh, in week two on the streaming quarterbacks article. Unreal. Yeah. I mean, his best best, best finish ever. 84% correct calls, y'all. That's yeah. nuts. I think he averages like 72. 
Yeah, we're honored to have that thing over Dude, at IDPshow.com. Smashing. Go check it out. It's going to drop tomorrow night as you're listening to this. It'll be out Tuesday night. Every week, Johnny drops the full article. It's like 7,000 words. And then he does a podcast episode looking at some of his favorite matchups. So be sure to check it out. It's free. TheIDPshow.com, the IDP After Show feed. Go read it. He talked up Byron Murphy this past week. Uh, a Caleb, uh, yeah, a Caleb Evans, 15.75 points on 91% of snaps. Jordan Hicks, 14 points, 8.75 average the first two weeks on 100% of snaps. And then bye-bye Bynum, 14 points. He has 13.62 average weeks one and two, 100% of snaps. Uh, Cam Bynum has been a top 12 safety so far this season for IDP, Addy. Yeah, and the usage hasn't been that bad. I mean, I think it's been trending up as of late, too. Um, let's see here. He's played 48% of his snaps in the sweet spot. That's so, I mean, beautiful. That's not bad at all. Yeah, if you're getting close to 50%, yeah. I am very, very interested. So let's talk about a game that I was very surprised uh, by the outcome. Colts, Ravens. In some rain there in Baltimore, starting Gardner Minshew. Minshew Mania was back in the building uh, for the Indianapolis Colts with Anthony Richardson out with the concussion. Uh, the Colts pulled off the upset 22-19 in overtime. Matt Gay hitting four 50-plus yard field goals. So felt really dumb making him the highest paid kicker in the league on like a four-year deal, but he earned every Penny of that extension on Sunday, getting us the dub, leading the AFC South right now. You love to see it. Hopefully, Anthony Richardson gets back healthy uh, for the next game. So, Zaire Franklin, though, continues to ball 27.15 points, 21.62 average the first two weeks. So, he's probably sitting at about 24 points per game yeah, through the first three weeks. And he has 45 tackles in his first three games. So, so. there you go. That's 15 tackles per game average, that's if a, you were wondering. That's a 255-season uh, <laughs> Oh, my God. Tackle pace. That yeah. is nuts. Yeah, 15 tackles. Yeah, four solos, uh, 11 solos, four assists this week, one TFL, one sack, and one QB hit on 100% of snaps. Not grading well. But the dude is just dynamite on the field. He's got that captain patch, too, he don't does. he? He does. He does. Sir. Absolutely the leader of that team right now on the defensive side of the ball. Samson Ebucam has played well so far. This Colts pass rush, I think Connie sent us a stat that they might be uh, tied for first in the league right now with sacks. I could I could see it, man. They, they do look really good. Yeah, I, Samson. I thought Ebucam looked awesome. He has been, he's been dynamite, like a supercharged version of Unique Ngakwe since he was basically replacing Ngakwe. Uh, 22.5 points. He had 10.4 average the first two weeks. Uh, four solos, a sack, two TFLs, one forced fumble, one QB hit on 64% of snaps. And then Quiddy Pay, Addy. We've been waiting for the breakout. I think when we actually talked about this guy on the top edge rushers episode we did this offseason – I think the clip we actually cut out was we're just waiting for it to come together with Quiddy Pay. It's coming together so far this season. Yeah, a sack in every game so far this season. So three on the year. Now, the sack in this game came off a muff snap that Lamar had to fall on. Yep. And Quiddy was the first one to touch him. But still, go. hey. All counts it, the same. It, right. it all spins the same, brother. That's right. But, yeah, I mean, Quiddy Pay's been great. DeForest Buckner's been great. Ebby Cam's been great. Um Odeo. Yeah, Dio Odengbo. Yes, he's been good. Buckner, so, I mean, it's been fine. good. Yeah. Um, Grover Stewart. Yep. I got, got a really good defensive line. Yeah, with EJ, 
EJ Speed, basically, uh, John pointed out, playing third down, essentially, for Shaq Leonard. I watched that game, and um, what I noticed was every snap that mattered, like any any of those like high-pressure situations, it's EJ Speed EJ and J.R. Franklin. Yep. Like Shaq Leonard, and he was looking like It just bad. doesn't look the same, man. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's sad. It is sad. Just so, kind of lumbering after yeah. the play and stuff. And, just doesn't have the same juice. Yeah. Um, and I think... John, I think it's important to point out, like John did, that Shaq has not been replaced by EJ Speed um, totally. He's lost his role on third down to Speed. I think around this table, our argument would be, I think by season's end, yes. you could see EJ Speed fully replace Shaq Leonard, and that's if Shaq Leonard can hold up for an entire season. Yeah, and that's why we've been saying pick up EJ Speed lately. We're not yep. saying pick him up and start him. No, but just uh, hold we, him. we do think his time is going to come. Yep. And then Julian Blackman there at number four, 15 points, six solos, six assists, and 100% of snaps. He's been awesome. He missed a sack. He couldn't wrap up Lamar. Lamar uh, wiggled out of a few sacks yesterday. He's so slippery. Yes. It's insane. Yeah, and uh, Julian Blackman also had a TFL. Let's talk about the Ravens, though, Addy. And I think the player who's going to be getting the headline this week is uh, my flag plant. Not feeling great about a lot of these guys. Devondre Campbell's hurt. Uh, Isaiah McDuffie's coming in now for my top 12 linebacker call. Uh, Aaron Donald hasn't been doing much, but uh, Kyle Hamilton. There you go. He's back. He's back on the board, folks. Uh, Kyle Hamilton, finally, finally, after averaging less than four points the first two weeks, 48.85 points. Uh, Now, is this sustainable? Yes, of course it is. I expect <laughs> almost 50 points every game moving forward. No, this was what we were waiting for based on the underlying metrics that Kyle Hamilton had. The snap count, the alignment, the talent, the opportunity. He is going to have these boom weeks. I think he's going to be frustrating a lot of the times too, but this is the kind of playmaking ability I expected from Hamilton. It helped that I think all three sacks were completely unblocked. So yeah, they were all the exact same. Maybe block Kyle Hamilton, guys. What do we do? Like I think Gardner Minshew was like turning. He's like, oh god, there's Kyle yeah. Hamilton. Smash. I don't think he ever turned, dude. I, I think I'm not sure that Minshew didn't get uh, high before this game. I, he needs to be drug tested. I think that's a great point. All three of these sacks were the exact same. Uh, it was Hamilton coming off the left side. Um, Minshew not even looking right at all and, like, backpedaling, like, five to seven yards and then just getting, like, decleated. Just absolutely Three times smacked. in a row. The same the, the same exact play three times in a row. Also, Minshew, uh, to add to the, the I think he needs to get drug tested, he also ran out of the back of the end zone. Yep. Pulled to Orlovsky. Pulled to Orlovsky. So, I mean. They didn't call it. What's going on? I don't know. Minshew, what did I mean, you do before the game, bro? Had some gummies uh, and uh, tried to play quarterback in an NFL game. Uh, you love to see it. Uh, I wanted to pull up this stat. Yeah, Colts tied for second in the NFL right now with 12 sacks. So thank you, Connie, for that uh, that stat there. But wow, yeah, Minshew uh, was he's fine. He's like a he's like a C minus. He's fine. C plus. That's a tough game. It's I mean, a very that, tough. It's a tough game to on play. the road against um, Baltimore. I noticed uh, Ajabo went out early in that mm-hmm. one. I think it was some type of hip injury. Uh, they didn't have Adafi Owe. I did think that Jadavion Clowney looked pretty good. Yeah. I thought he was moving pretty well. Um, 
And the linebackers are, are just awesome there. Roquan, such a beast. I thought he was awesome in overtime. And then Patrick Queen looks pretty good out there, too. Absolutely. The thir- third and fourth scores here. Uh, number two was Brandon Stevens with 20.25 points. Uh, but Roquan Smith, 19.6 points, 17.68 points per game average. So he's probably sitting around like 18.5 points average now. Four solos, eight assists, half a sack. One PD, one QB hit, 100% of snaps, 89.9 overall defensive grade by PFF. Patrick Queen, 12.5 points this game, 17.68 average the first two weeks. Seven solos, five assists, 84% or 84 snaps. That's good for 100%, 63.1. And then, yeah, you mentioned Devion Clowney. He's at number five with 9.85 points. Yeah, got himself a half sack. So. There you go. 12.18 points per game average. So to Devion Clowney, he's been fine. Mm-hmm. Been totally fine the first few weeks. So let's move to um, the game that almost set the record for most points in NFL history. Broncos fall to the Dolphins. 20 to 70. This was not ganging up on your little brother in Madden just to teach him a lesson. This was an actual NFL football game that happened between two professional teams. And let's talk quickly about the Broncos because there's not much to see here, folks. Nick Benito, 15 points, was their leading scorer, uh, 64% of snaps. Someone named DeLaren Turner Yell uh, was the next guy, 15 points as well, 100% of snaps. Zach Allen, there he is, 12.75 points uh, on 70% of snaps. Alex Singleton, Kingleton, 12.25 points, just 9.25 points per game average. Uh, the first two weeks, five solos, four assists, and a TFL on 89% of snaps. Look at those PFF grades. Dear God, they're all red except for pass rush, uh, and they're all south of 30, if you're wondering how well Alex Singleton is playing. And then Jonathan Harris, D-tackle, 7.75 points. Maybe one of the worst overall team performances we'll see for IDP all year. Yeah, that was really bad. Josie Jewell, he left that one early. So maybe maybe we can blame it on that. Maybe they, There you go. Once Jewell was out, it just everything went down. They were just like, screw it. That, you see that right. picture of, like, like seven guys for the Broncos laid out on the ground <laughs> in the middle, like at, at the aftermath of a play, like the Broncos or the it. dolphins are like down the field and there's like bodies. It's just like a war scene. I can, I mean, I'm, I'm sure. I mean, it was just touchdown after touchdown. They were all just long runs and yeah. That Felt like NFL is- street, like two, I was waiting for two to like kick off his like lineman and do a spin and throw it behind his back or something. Yeah, man, that was, that was insane. Um, but yeah, Drew Sanders got to got to play. Got some Drew Sanders run. Thanks thanks to uh, Josie Jewell leaving the game early. So I mean, we'll see what type of uh, you know what type of uh, injury this is for Josie Jewell. But I mean, if it's anything serious, I mean, we could be uh, approaching Drew Sanders season. He mm. didn't do much in the stat column. I think he just picked up a tackle. But um, yeah, it's someone we're super excited about. I think he was what a early third round pick. Yep. Um, Nick Benito has been playing really well. Um, I just had his pressure numbers pulled up. Pull up Jonathan Cooper, too. He's been fine, yeah, but Nick Benito's uh, has got seven pressures on 48 pass rush snaps. That's, that's, nice. a, that's a 14.6% pressure rate. Cooper Cooper has a 7.1% pressure rate right now. That's four pressures on 56 pass um, rush snaps, but he has been productive. 3.25 points week one, 28.5 week two, so he's kind of coasting off that, and then six and a half this week. Yeah. But, you know, Baron Brown is coming back at some point. 
Randy Gregory is so frustrating. It's either like a 20-point game or it's zero. He's just frustrating. But I think this Broncos defense is going to be pretty frustrating. Yep. You know, the linebackers haven't quite panned out the way we want. Uh, the defensive linemen are so hit or miss. I was excited about Zach Allen, probably averaging about 10 points per game through the first three weeks. So I'm still okay with Zach Allen. I think yeah. he'll be he'll be okay. He's not a guy I'm panicking about, but it just hasn't really been there for yeah. the first three weeks, which is frustrating. You know, because if you're rolling these guys out and they're, you know, not quite getting double digits for you, it's 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 hard to keep putting them back in the lineup. So by the Dolphins' side, though, Emmanuel Agba on just 37% of snaps scored 24.45 points, a solo, two assists, a TFL, an INT, a sack, a PED, a QB hit, and a 79.8 PFF grade. But let's talk about the safety, maybe like the safety one? Close to it. Uh, Javon Holland, 21.5 points, 18.38 points per game through the first two weeks. He had seven solos, one assist, two forced fumbles, and a PD on 74% of snaps, 95.6 overall PFF grade with a 94 grade in coverage. Javon Holland has been a revelation in this Vic Fangio defense, Addy. Yeah, he's averaging... 53% of his snaps out of the sweet spot right now. So that's really nice. I mean, that his, uh, like previously, his career usage was like 30% in the sweet spot. So, I mean, he's up like 22% at the moment. Um, the tackle numbers are insane right now. He's averaging 11 tackles a game, uh, 19.4 points per game right now. So that's um, defensive back five. Wow. He's just been awesome, dude. 16.4% tackle rate. Yeah, and then the PFF grades are amazing. Guys, a playmaker like this is this is a this is someone that is skyrocketing up the dynasty ranks. I mean, he's gonna be top you want, five. You want him over Brisker right now? Um, I've always been a Holland guy. I've had him the past two seasons in our main league. Um, this feels like a player that Vic Fangio loves to have on his defense, and that's what gives me optimism. Um, if Cam doesn't have three sacks this week, Cam puts up another. Stinker. Stinker. Oh, yeah. Javon Holland is like... He's 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 getting up there. Now, I want to see, does this kind of usage hold? That's the only, like, fly in the ointment right now for me is, like... Brandon is Jones gonna, is coming back. Yeah. Maybe. What is it? Does he stay north of 50% over the course of the season? Yeah. Because we've seen him. He's been... He's had big plays. Didn't he have, like... um a ton of sacks in that game where they are playing like a lot of cover zero, just like blitzing the quarterback yeah, nonstop. He can, do, he can do a ton of different stuff. He's just a great player. Yep. Um, and he's finally getting used in a way that's beneficial for IDP. So this team is playing well. I don't see Vic Fangio going anywhere if this continues. Hopefully Javon Holland, the usage keeps up. But for right now, this guy's not leaving your lineup until further notice. And there's old AVG, Addy. Number three, 14.15 points. 15.12 average the first two weeks. Um, he's got two solos, one assist, one TFL, fumble recovery, and a QB hit. 83.8 overall grade. <laughs> I mean, AVG's looking G-O-O-D in the PFF <laughs> grades and for IDP. So good on you, Mr. Rip Van Winkle. And then rounding out the list here, Cater Kohu, cornerback, 13.75 points, 14.22 average, weeks one and two, 74% of snaps. Been a nice little fill-in. We talked about him when Jalen Ramsey went down. Yep. And then Deshaun Elliott to round things out, 13.25 points, 12.62 the first two weeks, 
74% of snaps. Jalen Phillips left this one early with oblique injury. Oh, no. So he's picked up another injury. Not great. Bradley Chubb had a bad game. You know, this was a revenge game for Bradley Chubb. Hate to see it. Yeah. <laughs> Get beat by what? 60 almost. <laughs> Get beat by 50. Yeah. Where the hell is your oblique? I feel like this is one of those where I'm like, you know, it's like the old uh, the old joke uh, from Patrice O'Neal's stand-up, spell restaurant with, like, a gun to his yeah. head, and he's, like, saying goodbye to his mama. It's like, Josh, where's the oblique? I'm, like, making sure my will and testament is updated. Um, so where is the oblique on your body, body part? Any guesses, Addy? Where is the oblique? I feel like oblique is something I don't have. Like, oblique is something you, you, are, uh, you form after working out. <laughs> it's true. I believe from looking at this, it's, like, this part. They're the waist muscles. The oblique muscles connect the ribs, top of the hip bone, the fascia of the abdominals, and the lower back. So I think it's like this thing right here. It's our love handles. So we don't have – Jalen Phillips does not have what we have there. That doesn't seem good if you're going to need no. bending around uh, no. tackles. and Not great. Just sucks. Yeah. Getting he was, mauled by offensive linemen. Yeah, he was primed for such a good season, and to pick up two injuries this early into the season is no bueno. That's right. It's that damn shirt. It's cursed. It is cursed. It was you coming on the Camp Curl train. You did this. You should have stayed anti-curl. Hey, Kevin Curl looking kind of meh. <laughs> Meanwhile, Lante Taylor out here balling. <laughs> oh, Talking about balling, though, Addy, let's talk about Patriots, Jets. I'm just looking at this Matthew Judon log. He's awesome. And he's continued his wicked ways of playing one half of the season. Uh, 32.2 points, 18.5 to the first two weeks, two solos, two assists, two TFLs, two sacks, one safety, three QB hits, 67% of snaps. Christian Barmore, we are just talking about him earlier, 17.2 points. After 1.62 points per game average the first two weeks, <laughs> 65% of snaps. Juwan Bentley, 17 points on 100% of snaps after a quiet start to the season, just 8.62 through the first two weeks. Kyle Duggar, 14.75 after 7.5 the first two weeks, 100% of snaps. And then Jabril Peppers be hot, 13.75 points on 95% of snaps. Hey, Peppers kind of useful. Kind of useful. The usage is is definitely good. I'll I'll get that pulled up here, but yeah, I mean, ninety five percent of the snaps. And That's the, surprising. Um, Adrian Phillips is not getting any snaps anymore. So I mean, so next week we'll have Adrian Phillips one hundred percent of snaps. Exactly. It's how this thing goes. The only, I mean, we talked about Bentley. Bentley is definitely useful. Uh, I mean, seventeen points, just eight point six two though the first couple weeks. So. A little bit frustrating, but he is playing 100% of snaps. But, I mean, yeah, Matthew Judon is locked into your lineups right now. 45% in the sweet spot for Jabril Peppers. That's not bad. A sweet spot, if this is your first time tuning in, it's sweet spot is defensive line, slot, and box. There you go. For your first time tuning in, Adam yells a lot. <laughs> we do the uh, the board. <laughs> Probably don't take advantage of it this enough. It's the only one we use now. Not great, Bob. Not great, Bob. There's a, I don't know, what is this one? Uh, hey, guys. Oh, that's Eric. Somebody call 911. I don't feel so good. Yeah, that was uh, the Denver Broncos playing the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> Let's talk about the Jets' assets here. Jordan Whitehead continues to ball out. Coasting, not coasting. He had that big week one performance. I think he's DB2 right now. 
Yeah, but he's been solid. He's been really good. The tackle numbers have definitely yes. gone up since that first game. Yes, had 10 tackles, uh, including nine solos, a pass defended, uh, 22.62 points per game average the first two weeks. Clocks in with 16 here, leading score for the Jets on 100% of snaps. Uh, Quincy Williams, we mentioned earlier these Jets defenders are playing a ton of snaps. Uh, so Quincy is averaging right around like 13 and a half points through the first three weeks. Uh, 96% of snaps. Adrian Amos, he was the Chuck Clark replacement. 12.25 points, uh, six solos, one assist, a PD, 100% of snaps. Quinton Williams, big Q, 11.25 points, 12.88 the first two weeks. So probably right around like 12, uh, 12 and a half points or so. Yeah, just no first sacks three yet. Weeks. Yeah. Don't get frustrated. He's, his time is coming. Yep, one solo, one PD, three QB hits. And then CJ Mosley, 11 points. 13 points the first two weeks, so averaging 12 through 3, 100% of snaps. You're firing up C.J. Mosley with confidence every week, especially if this team continues to play an astronomical number of total snaps. Yeah, and I think they're going to continue to do that. Yes, probably, because that offense sucks. Unless they go get like a Kirk Cousins, which I think if you're Joe Douglas, the GM of the Jets, and you're not picking up the phone and calling around on some of these teams that are sort of flatlining a little bit, if you're not calling after Matthew Stafford, if you're not calling after Kirk Cousins, I think that's like negligence, like yeah. on-the-job negligence. you got to pick up the phone. Yep. Jordan Whitehead, 19 tackles over his last two games, so that's very nice. Um, he has a 9.3% tackle rate. But, yeah, I mean, 75.3 tackles per game so far, this, or um, snaps per game this year, which is most among all defensive backs. Wow. Hey, we'll take it. Yep. If these Julian trends Blackman's continue. Is, is, is uh, also right there at 75 there you go, folks. A couple of late targets that, um, you know, if you did the punt DB strategy, you're feeling very good about your DBs thus far because you probably scooped up a lot of Volante Taylor. You probably scooped up a lot of Julian Blackman and Jordan Whitehead. And you did feel great about it at the time, but feeling pretty good now. Cambino. Yeah. Texans, Jags, Texans, Blake Cashman, the leading score, 23.2 points. He was probably, I think, I think that he was probably the Denzel Perryman replacement, or maybe two two o two o was. Were, were Christian Harris and Denzel Perryman both out this week? No, Christian Harris was there. He was there. He's just he's just he's like just LB three now. Wow. Yeah. Very sad. Really hate to see that, but hey, good on Blake Cashman. Twenty three point two points, three solos, three assists, a pick, fumble recovery, two PDs, sixty three percent of snaps. But Henry two o two o has been the story for me in Houston so far this season. 14.5 points, 95% of snaps, yep. six solos, four assists, and a PD, 55.1 grade on the PFF, so not the best. Who cares? He's a rookie. Be better than Christian Harris. <laughs> Definitely better than That's Christian Harris. That's the only bar you have to clear in Houston is you have to be better than the guy scoring in, like, the 30s. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if he's out there, and he probably is, he's probably still out there on your waivers. Um Got to go get him. Got to get him. I mean, because Denzel Perryman is always someone that's, uh, you know, could be banged up or... Already banged up. Definitely banged up now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if he ends up being that linebacker one there in Houston, that team's going to play a ton of snaps. Like, he's already, what, his first game as a starter was 10 tackles? Yep. So, I mean, expect a lot of that. Expect a lot of that. And this is, it's always interesting to me that the guy, we're kind of joking like, oh, well, pay attention to Henry 202. 
that was the guy that this regime drafted. Yes. They prioritized this guy. From Alabama, just like Demetrius Ryans. And Denzel Perryman. Those were the two guys that they brought in via free agency and via the draft. And also, like, that team is young and, like, that's that's what's powering that team right now. All those young guys, C.J. Stroud, Tank Dell, um, Will Anderson, Henry 2020, Jalen Petrie when he comes back. You know, I mean, it's it's that team is – team's going to be feisty. Yes. It's going to be a tough out. C.J. Stroud looks like offensive rookie of the year so far through three weeks. He looks really good. So, Nico Collins, another one that I yep. didn't mention. But, I mean, yeah, that team is is young, and those young guys are, are performing. Yep. Speaking of, Will Anderson, 13.5 points. 12.18 points per game through the first two weeks, 60% of snaps, and then rounding out the top five, Shaquille Griffin. Eric Murray still firing up Will Anderson with confidence, Addy? Oh, yeah. Edge yeah. two, probably? Yeah. Yeah, no worries right. at all. I mean, yep. he's his uh, his pressure numbers have been good as well. I think he's got like a 14% pressure rate right now, 13.6, wow. 11 pressures on, 81 pass rush snaps. So, I mean, that's that's you can't ask for anything more than that from a, a rookie. You know I mean? That's just good stuff. So let's talk about um, – we mentioned it maybe the first time for some folks tuning in. If it is, pressure rate is indicative of future performance. It's one of those leading indicators you want to look for. We don't chase sacks on this show. We look at things like pressure rate, uh, pass rush, win rate, the metrics The metrics that tell us a defensive lineman is good at their job. Addy, what's a good kind of um, – bar to clear for pressure rate you want to see your guys north of what percentage i think the average is usually like 10 to 11 percent so, so north I mean, of that if you're in the if you're north of 12 you're probably doing yeah, you're above average above average and then some of these guys get into like the 17 to 20 percent range you know those are your elite pass rushers but yeah i mean it's um usually the pressure numbers don't lie i mean it, it's it usually correlates with who the best players in the league are but yeah i mean pressures are it's it's how much they're affecting the play. Whereas sacks, you know, you can kind of luck into a sack. Some some sacks are coverage sacks. You can luck into it if Gardner Minshew is high as balls exactly. and doesn't look your way as you're comes coming screaming off the corner. Yeah, not all sacks are, are equal. Nope. So, um, yeah, pressure is just digging a little further and giving us something that is um, a little more predictable. Yep. It's like what T.J. Watt is doing to earn those sacks is – that is a dominant pass rusher. You watch him work, and it's not like, oh, well, he's just lucking into the sack because the quarterback rolled out of the pocket, yeah. was flushed out of the pocket his way, and or we mentioned Quiddy Pay fell on Lamar Jackson with right. the botch. Like the the elite guys earn those sacks. And, and when you're in the backfield all the time, you luck into sacks too. And yeah. that's how you end up with like 15, 16, 17 sacks. And it can kind of calm your nerves if you're worried about a guy that hasn't been productive. Yep. Like Miles like Garrett, you know, to start the season, I think like his first two weeks, like he wasn't really that productive for, you know, what you had to pay to get him. But the pressure numbers, the, the win rate, everything was still elite. And then look what happens. Look what happens. 48 points, I think. Puts or, the Titans in a freaking body bag. Yeah. He, doing, was, he was unbelievable. Hit, did you see the clip? I'm sure you did of him walk, kind of running back and forth on the on the defensive line. And the tight ends, I think it were, were kind of shadowing him to the point where they got to delay a game. The Titans literally got to delay a game because they were so worried about shading to wherever Miles gets. So Miles Garrett's just been doing some crazy stuff, hitting him with the kind of Allen, Allen Iverson crossover. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, just find the clip. Like, just search Twitter for. Miles Garrett, and you'll see this clip from this week. 
Let's talk about the Jags, though. Foy Luica, no surprise, 14.5 points, 16 and a quarter. Average the first two weeks, eight solo, six assists, 100% of snaps. This is just what Foy Luica does, folks. He is LB1 or LB2, depending on how you feel about Roquan Smith for a reason. Rayshon Jenkins, 11.25, 13.12 points per game average the first two weeks, 98% of snaps. Rayshon has been very solid. Uh, Trayvon Walker, 10.5 with a 10.75 average the first two weeks, 84% of snaps. Devin Lloyd, Addy, let's talk about Devin Lloyd. 12.25 points per game average the first two weeks, 8.75 this week, but the headline to me, Chad Muma, we had a Chad Muma sighting this game, and it had uh, the group chats and the Twitter in a little bit of a panic. Yep, and that's what we talked about all off season. That's why we avoided Devin Lloyd, because this dude was lurking. We saw it last year, uh, and very similar thing. I mean, he started off the year red hot as a rookie. Devin Lloyd did. First four weeks, the, the PFF grades were fantastic. Uh, the production was really good, and then it just all went to hell. The bottom fell out. Yep. And so we saw this potentially coming. Like this, you shouldn't be shocked if, I mean, you know, this, we told you not to do this. Yeah. <laughs> so if you did it, <laughs> I, hope, uh, I hope for your sake, maybe this was just a one-week anomaly, but he got benched. Like, make no mistake, standing on the sidelines next to the coaches while Chad Muma was out there, Devin Lloyd got benched. Addy, will you pull up? the pass rush metrics for our boy Josh Allen down here at number five, 7.5 points, but 21.52 points per game average. The first two weeks he had two assists and three QB hits, 70% of snaps. What has Mr. Josh Allen been doing so far this season? So pressure wise, he has 10 pressures on 83 pass rush snaps. That's good for a 12% pressure rate. So that's fine. Um, But yeah, I mean, He's still living off that week one performance, you know, 39 points to start out and then three and a quarter and then seven and a half this last week. That's kind of what Josh Allen has been. Been pretty boom or bust. Yes. And so I think probably a good time to send out some offers if you, uh, if you're a Josh Allen believer, um, which I am, I still think that, I still think that he's a, he's a great dynasty asset. I think that maybe getting out of Jacksonville would be nice. I don't. I don't think he will. I think they're going to end up paying him some I money. Think so they too. can't let him leave. No. Um, especially when you have Trayvon, who's who's coming along, but like ten and a half points average. That kind of feels like what we have come to expect from Trayvon Walker. I mean, this we I talked about it this offseason. I think year three, year four, is when you want to be in on Trayvon Walker, because I think if you're plugging him in. Hopefully it's in like those super deep leagues where you're starting maybe four defensive linemen. Cause I don't know that I'm plugging in Trayvon Walker in like, you know, our league that starts two defensive end edge rushers. Yeah, no, I don't, I'm just not interested. No, I don't want to want him as a flex because the upside just doesn't seem there yet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So um, let's move like to what's his ceiling been. It's been like a 25 point yeah. game. That's been his highest. Has he, does he have any 30 point games? I don't think so. Thus far in his career. I don't think so. And the pressure rate this year is not very good, at least to start. I mean, 6.7%. So That's just, not great, just six pressures on 89 pass rush snaps. So does have 12 tackles. That's that's solid, but yeah. still, we need those sacks. We're just we're a little too early. We're just a little too early on Trayvon. Yeah, just the, wait. The guy still is like 22, 
23. Yeah, be like patient. It could, it could uh, you know, we could look up in a, in a couple of years and this guy be like a Chris Jones type. Yeah. You know, just sometimes it takes a little bit of time to develop, and Trayvon definitely seems like that type. He will develop. Just give him time. We've seen enough to know this guy's not like a total um, – who was the guy that – is in San Francisco now. Yeah, Clellan Farrell. Clellan Farrell. This guy's not a Clellan Farrell, y'all. Um, I think you see progressions year to year. Yep. I mean, just like we saw with, uh, um, I'm thinking of um, the defensive tackle in Philly, um, not Jalen Carter, but Jordan Davis. Mm-hmm. I think Jordan Davis, a lot of us were kind of scared, like the way he looked year, year one, because he was kind of, I don't know, looked kind of big and like out of shape and, just to like a good wasn't really that impressive, but yeah, just a like could be good for the NFL, maybe yeah. not for IDP. But year two, I think a lot a lot more people are optimistic. The guy came in looking good. Same type stuff can happen for Trayvon Walker. You These know. guys aren't used That's to being professional football players. It's, it's just, a different level. It takes a little bit of time. You gotta you really gotta I mean, it's it's one of those deals where like these guys probably thought that they Yes. We're good at football, or thought that they knew football. It's like they have no then idea. You come in and work alongside Fletcher Cox, who's like yeah. a ten or eleven year vet, and you're like, oh, I have no idea what it yep. means to be a professional football player. Yeah, you can't just win off your athleticism anymore, you know. Unless you're Jalen Carter, right? In which case, you're like a year one phenom. Yep. dude, sick. Let's talk Titans Browns. Uh, this was another ugly game, uh, mainly because Deshaun Watson is uh, continuing to do some of the dumbest stuff we've ever seen a quarterback do, so I'm sure the Browns are thrilled. They paid him $230 million, guaranteed. But the defense has been probably the best defense in the NFL so far this season. Uh, But let's talk Titans first. Aziz Alshair, there he is, 21.45 points, just seven points per game, averaged the first two weeks, but he played 92% of snaps, three solos, six assists, two TFL Two TFLs, a sack, and one QB hit. Roger McCreary was fun this week. Fired him up in our main league. 20.8 points on 83% of snaps. Who suggested that? Um, was it you? Johnny? Was I'm it guessing, guessing Johnny? That. Yeah, maybe John? One of the Jays? Yeah. Um, I figured that was in Johnny's article or something. It probably was. I, I do a mix of like John's rankings and Johnny's um, cornerback article to see who I should start. It may have been Roger McGreary. May, may may well have been. Um, yeah, five solos, five assists, a TFL, a sack, and one QB hit on 83% of snaps. Tanico Autry just continues to do it. Talk about sec- not sexy, not spectacular, but super solid 20.1 points, 19.88 points per game average the first two weeks. So he's probably averaging right around 20 points per game, 55% of snaps, two solos, a TFL, a sack, one forced fumble, two QB hits, Sean Murphy bunting 15 points on 86% of snaps, and then Christian Fulton 13.25 on 94% of snaps. So let's talk about Danico Autry for a second, Addy. We mentioned him the first two weeks because it was like, oh, look at Danico Autry. He's doing the damn thing. No Harold Landry sightings this week in the top five, but there's the Nico Autry on the podium, I think, for the third straight week, Eddie. Yeah. Yeah, definitely in third straight week. 25 in week one, 14 and a half week two, 20.1 this week. Just so solid, man. 13 and a half pressure rate. That's 12 pressures on 89 pass rush snaps. And then, yeah, 10 tackles, three and a half sacks. Guy's good. Guy's very good. The grades are really good. I mean, he's up there, I think, in the tide, inside the top 20 of edge rushers. Um, 
Harold Landry has not been great to start, but I think that's kind of expected yeah. with him recovering. It's like Rashawn Gary, slowly getting worked yep. back in. His time I mean, will come. But his staffs are there. I mean, they're, they're letting Landry get out there, and they're not, you know, holding him back at all. Um, but the, the production's not there yep. yet. So, um, I, the, the highlights are, are going to be that Watson throwing the ball backwards. <laughs> but Watson did a pretty good job. I just, I just can't. I just think he's broken mentally. I just am not there with this guy. A lot of pressure for sure. Um, a lot of, <laughs> lot of weight of guilt and shame crushing this man's soul for all of eternity. Definitely, yeah. Um, Arden Key, he just missed a sack uh, in this game. It was on the first drive. He couldn't wrap up. Deshaun Watson was really good about wiggling out of a lot of uh, these wrap-ups. Uh, Amani Hooker was really good. Again, he was around the ball a ton. Um, he did give up a long touchdown to Amari. Um, Tannehill, though, he was awful. So, I mean, that Cleveland defense was really good. 13-25 and 25 for 104 yards. He got sacked five times. Henry just had 20 yards on 11 carries. So, I mean, they couldn't do anything. The Titans team stinks. They stink. They're, They're old. Bad. They're very old. Hopkins is old. Can't separate. It's just like we've done this. Time and time again with the Titans wide receivers. Julio Jones. Oh, my God. Yeah. We got Julio. Oh, wait. No, he's out of the league. Yeah. DeAndre Howe. Oh, my God. We got New Hopkins. Oh, he's probably going to be out of the league next year. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just holding on. They just refuse to just take take the bitter pill, rebuild. Frabel's way too proud for that. He's like, no, yeah. we will eke out seven or eight wins and be in like a week 18 <laughs> They're in a playing game for the AFC South, probably. They're in a tough spot as a franchise, you yeah. know. I mean, they kind of, kind of have to do that. I mean, just turn the page though. See what you got with Will yeah. Levis, and then if you if he sucks, guess what? You're in position to take a quarterback top three probably next season. It is true. It's like you guys aren't winning the Super Bowl. No, come just, on, just reset. You guys are wanting to build a new stadium in Tennessee. Get some excitement. You Get, know, Tannehill's been great for you all. Derrick Henry's been great for you all. It's time to turn the page. Don't be afraid. They hang on to those stars there in Tennessee. It's yes, just they been do. the way they've done things forever. Forever. Yep. It's like players get old, they get slow, and um, they're just left holding the bag. That's right. So just, I mean, keep doing it, Titans. As a Colts fan, please keep <laughs> trotting Tannehill and Hopkins and Derrick Henry out there all you want. That'd be great. Hey, you mentioned it, Miles Garrett, little quiet the first two weeks, 11.53 points per game average, but exploded. For 48.45 points on 77% of snaps, 93.3 overall PFF grade, four solos, one assist, three TFLs, three and a half sacks, a forced fumble, and five QB hits. If it weren't for Kyle Hamilton, Miles Garrett would be getting the episode title this week, but... Um, Okay, yeah, Kyle Hamilton, your flag plan. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he was the leading scorer on the week. Uh, him and then Garrett and then Bernard. You think anyone – I know people had him started, but you think a lot of people probably had K-Ham on the bench? Oh, I know a lot of people had K-Ham on the bench. Yeah. My neighbor had K-Ham on the bench. I oh, think DJ no. KT said he had K-Ham on the bench. Yeah. So, I don't – I mean – I'm not going to – I mean, I guess it depends on how many DBs you're rolling out there and, like, what your options are. If you start four, I feel like he's he's in the lineup. But it's like – Most likely. There are certain players that I put into the bucket of, I'm really going to feel stupid if this guy goes for, like, 30, 40 points on my bench. And he's in that – And he's in that bucket just wow. because I think he has that kind of upside. Um, now, he won't get to play, you know, Gardner Minshew and the Colts every week and 
get three unblocked sacks, but mm-hmm. he has that big play upside. So you, you just don't get that a lot from your DBs. And, I mean, when the usage is like it was in that game, I mean, I, I do think, yeah, he's a top-flight safety. It just is he going to be in that same role every single week. We'll it see. hasn't been like that. We'll see. Yeah. Um, that's that's what I'm excited to see is, like, will will this perk up the coaching staff's ears to say, like, oh, we gave Cahan this opportunity, and he absolutely balled out this week. Maybe we should get him some more pass rushing opportunities, yeah. a little more sweet spot alignment. Uh, he's already out there for all the snaps anyway. So yeah, I don't see how they couldn't. You know, at safety, I'm, I'm, I, I don't mind mixing in some like safe floor guys, but he just has that explosive upside that not a lot of guys do. Yeah. So I think there were plenty of people though who were sick of him through the first two weeks, and understandably. Uh, and had him on the bench. Hopefully you didn't bench Miles Garrett. Don't ever bench Miles Garrett. Um, but let's move on to the rest of the team here. Denzel Ward, 15.5 points. Alex Wright, 15.5 on 35% of snaps. Martin Emerson, DB, 96% of snap, 10.75 points. And then Ogbania Okorongwo, 9.9 points, 10.6. He's probably right, right around 10 and a quarter points average the first three weeks on 56% of snaps. Cedarius Smith still struggling for us. Yep. Um, but I mean, pressure wise, he's been solid. He'll be fine. His time's coming. What about the linebackers though, Eddie? Still just a big old stinking mess. Yeah, but I mean, I thought they were somewhat impressive in that game. I mean, JOK flashed a little bit. I think he made some nice plays. Uh, Anthony Walker was okay. I just don't want anything to do with it. Yeah, you, it's you, certain rooms now. I'm just total stay away. Carolina Panthers. We'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah, total stay away now with Dion Jones, CatScratchFever.com or whatever the hell the website was, where his dad was writing for the site. That's right. Uh, no, thank you in Carolina. Um, if you want to roll out Dion Jones or Kamu Grugier Hill or whoever you want to roll out from that group, I was thinking Grugier Hill it. was going to be good. It was going to be nice for for Kamu, uh, but. Was maybe it was just a weird week. I don't know. Uh, Frankie don't know. Luvu going out. It's kind of. I Hopefully think, he's okay. It's a hip yeah, injury for him. It's not great. I guess we'll get to them because Luvu's been good. But yeah, there's just certain rooms. The Steelers, no thank you. Browns, no thank you. Panthers, nope. Patriots, nope. Yeah. Um, there's just certain teams. The usage is just so ugly. I'm not interested at all. And the upside on on all those units is just. Yeah. Non-existent, really. Right. Let's talk Falcons. Lions, Jesse Bates continues to ball out for ATL, 21.25 points. Got him another pick. That certainly helps when you have, I think, three interceptions on the season. Two in week one, one in week three, 19.02 points per game average the first two weeks. Adds in 21.25 this week. Six solos, five assists, a pick, and a pass deflected 100% of snaps. So Jesse Bates has been fantastic this season. Caden Ellis, solid once again. 13 points, 14.18 points per game. Average through the first two weeks. Five solos, five assists in a TFL. 100% of snaps. David Anyamata has been, you know, solid. Like D-tackle two option for you. 9.75 points, 12.25 the first two weeks. 61% of snaps. There's Grady Jarrett. 9.5.7, 7.17 points per game the first two weeks, 74% of snaps. And then Richie Grant, 100% of snaps, 9.5. Richie Grant, been quiet, 7.62 points per game average the first two weeks. Um, Had a little bit of a resurgence after a very disappointing rookie season. Played well last year, off to a slow start here in 2023. He's got another safety in there that's good. 
Jesse Bates finally, yeah, uh, giving him a running mate that is uh, every bit the counterparts you want if you're that Atlanta defense. They, yep. I heard someone else say they they needed that kind of like veteran presence for this defense. Um, and they upgraded across the board, bringing in Anyamada on the defensive line, bringing in Caden Ellis at linebacker and Jesse Bates at DB. So they got some adults in the room but this go-around, but Jesse Bates seems like that kind of heartbeat of the Atlanta defense right now. Yeah, well, I'll look in that usage here in just a second between him and Richie Grant, but the big story from this game was Troy Anderson left with four minutes and his arm was in a sling afterwards. Not great. So I think it's like a shoulder injury, I think is what I was seeing. But Gosh, that um, sucks. It does. It really sucks. So, I mean, it could be um, – It's landman season. Landman time, so which he's got a sister named – Yes, Ocean Trail. Ocean Trail. She so, is, guys, this is not a drill. This is not a drill. We are talking Ocean Trail landman season. Uh, get out there and get this guy. Forget Taylor Swift. The, the, the woman of the week for the NFL is Ocean Trail landman, That's who right. is a swimmer, by the way. Um, of course she is. Yeah. What else would it be happening there with a name like that? Uh, but yeah, Nate Landman looks like the Landman is going to be back on land for week four if yeah. Troy Anderson is out. Sucks because that is such a fun linebacking duo yep. with Ellison and Troy Anderson. Why can't we have nice things? I know. I hate it. But um, we'll see. Fingers crossed that he's going to be okay. Let's pull up this Richie Grant and uh, Jesse Bates. So Jesse Bates is playing. Primarily deep, I would say, right? Yeah, pretty much deep. He's playing 28% of his snaps in the sweet spot. But, yeah, he's basically paying um, – 78% deep then, I guess. Yeah, 136 at free safety and then four on the line, 28 in the box, 22 in the slot. So, Richie Grant, which I'm pretty sure it wasn't as uh, box-heavy as I thought it would be. He's playing sixty percent of his snaps in the box. Is he? I'm really? sorry, in the in the sweet, in the sweet spot. spot. So eleven on the line. I would expect more production with that alignment for a guy who's again flashed last season. Same, but I think you know you can maybe expect it to come. It's just a slow start. And Bates is buoyed by the fact he has three picks. Right, that definitely helps. Now Bates does have um, week one. He had eleven tackles, and then mm-hmm. last week he had ten tackles. So I mean. Pretty good. You like to see that. Jesse Bates probably top five safety right now production-wise for yeah first so. three weeks. I think so. But, yeah, I mean, you can't really expect it to, st- to stay that way. I mean, again, he is living off those three picks. Um, Might be a good time to sell Jesse Bates and go buy Richie Grant. There you go. If you're getting that kind of alignment. There you go. 60% of snaps in the sweet spot? Yes, yeah. please. Let's talk Lions. Man, some really interesting storylines coming out of this one, Addy. Aiden Hutchinson. We were waiting and waiting patiently. We knew this guy had the eye of the tiger. Finally delivers after 8.5 points per game average the first two weeks. He pops off for 36.7 points on 84% of snaps and a 91.8 overall PFF grade, including a 91.9 pass rush grade, three solos, one assist, one TFL, two sacks, one forced fumble, a fumble recovery, two PDs, and a QB hit, but just as interesting for this Lions defense was Brian Branch. I, I've said before on this show, a signal for me is when Normie NFL Twitter starts talking about defensive players. It's like a little 
signal for me of like, uh oh, what's going on with this guy? I need to I need to tune in. I need to pay attention. Brian Branch had the Twitter a buzz. Mm. Our boy Greg Rosenthal, but on this show before, was talking up Brian Branch. I think he said something along the lines of a lot of GMs kicking themselves for letting Brian Branch fall to like 45th overall in the draft. Yeah. Um, but 30.75 points. 14.38 points per game averaged the first two weeks. 100% of snaps, 11 solos, three TFLs, two PDs. Brian Branch, Addy, skyrocketing up the rankings right now. He is a stud. An Stone cold stud. stud. Like, no concern about him at all. Like, he is someone that is skyrocketing up the ranks. But, yeah, physical, was in on just about every single play. Um, kind of owning Bijan a little bit. Like, honestly, it was kind of like... I love that he said, F it, the fine and the flag was worth it to get that. I think it was like a personal foul uh, penalty on Bijan. I didn't even see that part. But from, yeah, just watching that game, dude, he was he was all over Bijan. Pretty much every time Bijan touched the ball. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Brian Branch, they didn't have, you know, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson shelf for maybe the entire year. Kirby Joseph was out. Did not matter at all. Brian Branch is a stud. Like, Buda Baker-type vibes. Guy's going to be really, really good. Love to see it. Like him a lot. Brian Branch, if he's still out there for some reason, go get him because I think this guy now has the opportunity to go with the talent. Another thing, I did notice that um, Aiden Hutchinson's sacks, both of them came in the fourth quarter. So, I mean, I think a lot of people were really frustrated with him. But he came through in the fourth, got two sacks. Both of them were on the on the right side, which was interesting because he was pretty much lining up on the left side the entire game. But then uh, switched to the right, got two sacks. That final one was the game-clinching one where he forced and recovered the fumble. Also, he has like a, a pretty cool little sack dance he does now. Oh, what is it? Describe it for me. I have no idea what it is. I'm sure it's some type. I'm sure it's got a name, but uh, it's just uh, – so the Fortnite dance, like perhaps. the way he was moving. Did they cut to his parents in the booth and like get his dad mic'd up? Like, oh yeah, son. They're just raising the. Yes, roof. yes, that's it, son. Do the dance. Here was the quote. I found it. F it. I'll take the flag. Lions rookie Brian Branch said he was licking his chops on the hit on Bijan Robinson that resulted in a personal foul. Okay, that yeah, that was the uh, helmet to helmet one where I think Bijan kind of ducked into it. I mean, it, it was. I don't should really have know called what, it on Bijan. Yeah, not know, on Brian Branch. What Branch could have really done, but yeah, dude is a dog. Dog, certified dog. We need a dog rating in the dynasty. We do. Race. He's one. He's definitely one. He's playing pretty much exclusively in the slot. Hundred mm-hmm. percent of snaps. Can you, you have alignment for yes, Mr. Branch? Of course you do. Of course I do. Dynasty rankings, folks. Theidpshow.com. Five bucks a month. Gets you access to this. It's not even fair to call them dynasty rankings anymore. It's like a data. It's just a compendium, a database probably. Yeah, so he's playing 95% of his snaps in the sweet spot, but it's basically slot dominated. Yep. Yeah, zero on the defensive line, 24 in the box, three at free safety, 128 in the slot, and five out wide. So Good stuff. We've uh, seen this type of slot role be profitable before. Kenny Moore, yep. Jarius Sneed, slot guys that popped off, and you could start them in even DB type of leagues like Sleeper because that type of usage leads to IDP production. Yep. Well, and Detroit's also desperate for a playmaker now that they've they've lost yeah. uh, Gardner Johnson. Eleven solos. Yep. Um, Tracy Walker returned. He had a pick, and he almost got another one. Uh, so that was nice to see. Um, Kirby Joseph is someone that I've been adding in a lot of leagues. I've really 
he's got pretty good usage. I think he's like 65% sweet spot usage. Um, but he was impressive last year, and I, I could see him being pretty good for us again this year, especially now with uh, kind of clearing out for him with some yep. of these injuries. So yep. um, just still, I mean, a, a really, really fun defensive back room there in Detroit. Fun yeah. team. A lot of swag, a lot of attitude. We didn't mention Jack Campbell. He's Hit. next. Okay, go yeah, for it. Yeah, Charles Harris. Uh, it was number three technically here, 17.45 points after being very quiet the first two weeks, but 61% of snaps, got him a sack, got him a couple TFLs, a QB hit, and three solos. But then Jack Campbell on just 57% of snaps, 16.5 points, three solos, three assists, a TFL, a sack, and a QB hit. Jack Campbell's time is coming, y'all. This Alex Anzalone, Derek Barnes, Malcolm Rodriguez nonsense is going to be wiped out sooner rather than later, and Jack Campbell is going to reign supreme. Yep, I agree. It's coming. I really do believe that. Just might take longer than we want. Yeah, I, I think he'll get to that LB2 status. I think he'll see his snaps tick up. Once he finally kills Porn Thor, that remains to be seen, but I do think it happens. I think by the end of the season, if especially if the Lions are pushing for the playoffs, I think he's your, he's your 100% snap linebacker. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's just I, I just worry about the way Campbell does things there. You know, this guy's a rookie. Get his son on the field. Yeah, really. That last name is, I think, gonna. I think it's gonna matter. It should. When Dan Campbell's downing his uh, 600 milligrams of caffeine to start the day, with his double espresso shot, like it should matter. Just insane. I don't know how that man functions throughout the day. He's got to have it, I'd say. That's 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 an awful way to live. Jeez. That heart is going to give out probably yeah. sooner rather than later. That's just uh, that sounds awful. But Jack Campbell's time is coming, folks. It is coming, I and mean, I think even if he is the LB two, even if he doesn't manage, manage to pass Alex Anzalone, I think this yeah. this guy can do a lot with a little. I'm not sure he will pass Anzalone. Anzalone makes plays on the reg. Anzalone sucks. Get well, this dude out of well, here. I know, but I mean, so does everyone else there. Outside of Campbell. Get get me Brian Branch. Get me Aiden Hutchinson. Get me Jack Campbell. Yeah. Right? Get get your best players on the field. This is not hard to figure out. Aiden looks great. He's and got... He, he's, he's someone that I, I bumped up in the ranks. Yeah. He's making that leap. Yep. Yeah. Kayvon probably headed down a little Kayvon bit. Kayvon down. Actually, Jalen Phillips down a, a little bit. Hate to see it. Got to do it. Got to do it. Let's talk, though, the other massive blowout. Bears-Chiefs. This game got ugly very fast. And we can go through this one pretty quickly because there's not a lot to write home about, especially on the Bears side of things. But TJ Edwards continues to be very solid. 21.75 points after 12.5 points per game average the first two weeks. Six solos, 11 assists, two TFLs, 97% of snaps. You're not taking TJ Edwards out of your lineup. Uh, Terrell Smith, the DB, 18 points on 74% of snaps. There was special agent Jack Sanborn. 16.95 points, but off a solo two assists, he had a pick and a PD with 42 interception return yards. So that helped as well. Just 32% of snaps. Quindell Johnson, a DB with 10.75. Jalen Jones, 10 points. Let's talk about the Chiefs. Mike Dana, 14.15 points on 57% of snaps. He's been a solid little play. Yeah. 13.5 points per game the first two weeks. Uh, Drew Tranquil, Addy, back in the mix. Nick Bolton out. I believe some injuries uh, took Willie Gay and um, maybe one of the other linebackers. I, th- I remember John's tweet. I'll pull it up here. 
But I think he said some injuries took a couple of these linebackers out off the field. So Drew Tranquil was the one to benefit. He played 82% of snaps. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it was 12.5 points. I didn't realize those other guys got banged up. Yeah, but let I mean, me pull up, let me pull up John's tweet. I like Tranquil a little bit. I mean, I, I think we were pretty vocal about this offseason. We thought that he was going to be that linebacker too there, and it hasn't started that way, of course. But I still think it's going to shake out that way. And I mean, he gets on the field and he makes some plays. That's right. I wanted to, yeah. So just looking down through all the snap counts, make sure you're following John, people. What are you doing? Yeah, he said garbage time. There you go. That's what it was. It was not an injury. Garbage time knocked down Tranquil and Gay's total snap share. Willie Gay was at 41%. Chanel was at 67%. And Drew Tranquil was at 82 So I think they got pulled in that. Yeah. But it looks like that was the pecking order. Now, Leo Chanel may have been bumped up a little bit getting subbed in for, like, Tranquil or somebody yeah. late in the game. Yeah, that is one of those games that's kind of hard to look too much into just because it was never a game. It was Nick start. Bolton was out, so you had your one entrenched starter. And Chris, allegedly. Jones, Chris Jones didn't play hardly at all. Yeah. He got a sack, and they got him out of there. I mean, I can't blame him. Yeah. That game was uh, really only worth watching to see them cut away to Taylor Swift in the booth. <laughs> what about that? Does that just – we were debating this watching the games yesterday. That kind of just feels like a content play, right? Like Travis is like, hey, Tay Swift, I got the number one sports podcast in the world. Let's make a little content. We'll have some fun. You're the world's biggest musician right now. This is kind of like a power couple type of thing. Yeah. I don't really sense there's like romance there. It kind of just feels like they're doing it for the memes. Yeah, I mean, it would make sense, I guess. But what the hell do we know? Sense. Right? C-E-N-T-S, right? Mm, are you, Money. Are you? Hopefully they're making more than just some cents, Addy. <laughs> uh, but it's weird. It's weird. I mean, it's it's just, uh, who cares? Yeah, all the Swifties watching football now. Yeah. It's a weird time to be alive, that's for sure. Yeah, Drew Tranquil was the number two scorer with 12.5 points. Uh, Mike Edwards was third, 12.35 points on 41% of snaps. You mentioned Chris Jones. Uh, 12.05 points, one solo, one TFL, one sack, eight sack yards, one QB hit, 31% of snaps, played just 16 snaps, and they got him the hell out of there. And then Trent McDuffie, 9.25 points, 10.62 points per game average, 82% of snaps. So Trent McDuffie's been a little hot and cold so far this season. But he's got that role that everyone's That's been right. excited about. You know, he's he's a slot guy now. Ladarius needs playing out wide. So... Good, good stuff. To, good to be a slot boy. Yes, sir. So I think uh, better days ahead for Trent McDuffie. Just a weird game. Just a weird game all the way around. And he's still been solid. Yeah, Chris Jones was out pretty much. Nick Bolton was out. Yeah, and it's a t- it's the it's the Bears. Bears. It's I the mean, Bears. They're not. It's not a functional offense. No, it's not a functional team. Yeah, not a functional organization. For God's sake. Do you like Justin uh, Fields throwing think, the coaching under the bus? Um, you just don't do that. Yeah. I just don't think you do that. Not a good that. look. You Not know? a good look, bud. It's like, it, I think it is awful coaching. I think top to bottom, they're yeah. probably going to... It's a bad situation. ...scrap the whole thing and start over, but... Everyone knows that, dude. You don't got to say it. You don't got to do, say the quiet part out loud. Like, do other coaches want to come give you a chance now on their team? No. If things go bad, what if he throws me under the bus and mm-hmm. creates a whole story? I mean, it matters. The NFL is a relationship business. And if you poison the well with relationships in any way, that's just gonna follow you around no one likes people that make excuses nope yeah do it yep so 
We'll see. I think this team's probably the front runner right now for um, Caleb Williams. Yeah, that would suck. It's a bad, bad team. That would really suck as a Vikings fan. Yes, it would. You don't want that. You guys got to out-tank them, Addy. Get Kirk out of there. Thank him for his uh, Coles outfits and, uh, you know, the solid, like, mid-30s dad energy. And let him go. Let him go spread his wings with the New York Jets. It's been fun for fantasy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Had some fun games there in the mix. A lot of, like, crushing playoff defeats, but yeah, that's his life. That's Kirk Cousins. That's right. Cardinals-Cowboys, very surprising win for the Arizona Cardinals over what a lot of people thought might be the best team in the NFL, the Dallas Cowboys. And, Addy, one of our off-season darlings, everyone's favorite sleeper, Kaiser White, 27.5 points, 15.15 points per game average the first two weeks. 100% 100% of snaps, 79.3 overall grade, y'all. 14 total tackles, including eight solos, one TFL, one INT, one PD. Uh, this Kytrell Clark guy again showing up here. Yeah. 100% of snaps. He's a DB, uh, 19.5 points, nine points per game average the first two weeks. Uh, Chris Barnes is a name to pay attention to. 72% of snaps, 16.25 points, 8.62 points per game the first two weeks, six solos, an assist, and two PDs. I'm not going to try to pronounce Victor D's last name. Demokaje? That's what we're going to go with. Uh, And then look at that. There's Zayvon Collins, 13.6 points, 11.3 average the first two weeks. He had two solos, one TFL, one sack, and one QB hit on just 30% of snaps. Did Zayvon Collins get... Banged up in this game? I he think did. I saw him on the ground at one point. He did. He got banged up. Um, I want to touch on that Victor D guy. Victor D? Let's talk about it. Was, He's been good. I figure I need to give this guy his props. I need to try to pronounce the last name. Yeah, it's, it's, we may be learning how to pronounce his last name. That's always a sign that this guy's you know, doing good. If you're making two country boys figure out how to pronounce your last name, that's, that's, right. a, that's a badge of honor because it's, it's very hard for us. But he's been really good. I mean... It's, it's limited uh, opportunities, of course, but nine pressures on 41 pass rush snaps. So that's a 22% pressure rate. Uh, week one, he had 18 points. Week two, he had nine points. And then this this past week, 14 and a half points. So, I mean, that's good stuff. You know, this is a rookie, I believe. So, I mean, I think uh, it, most of us figured, like, it was going to be, if any rookie was going to be making headlines uh, on the defensive line, it's going to be B.J. Ojolari. Yep. Their second round pick, but no, it's this Victor D guy. Victor D, baby. I'm not even sure where he was drafted at. Let's find was he let's, drafted? Let's dig in a little bit. He more. might be undrafted. He might be, which would make it even more impressive. But you know, I mean, there's a, there's an opportunity there. I mean, that team sucks. They're just trying to find players. It's bad. I mean, and Zayvon Collins could be out now for no telling how long. Um, so maybe BJ time is what you're telling me. Could be, could be. But I mean, he's gonna have to beat out old Victor D first. <laughs> And Dennis Gardeck is still doing fine. Just that hair, yep, blowing in the wind. But his snaps are going up. So I mean, he's a he's a he's a fine defensive end, two or three option for you, I think. Victor D, fifty six percent of snaps. Watch out now. Did we figure out if Victor D was drafted? Six round pick. Six round pick. Two hundred ten overall. Look and actually, that. this was in twenty twenty one. Okay, okay, so he's not a rookie. He's a one two third, third year, year third yeah. year guy. But I've never heard of him. Never heard of him. Which yeah. kind of speaks to the state of the Cardinals. Yeah. <laughs> that a third or a sixth round pick from three years ago is uh, getting some run finally. Yeah, they have uh, they have a weird crew there. That team stinks. They really do. But they're 
scrappy. They are and, very scrappy. They're doing their respectful tank, where it's like uh, we suck, but we are gonna go down swinging. Maybe they're a bunch of killers. Bunch of killers. Did you see that little clip? Oh or whatever? God, the freaking who rode the bus here? Yeah. That's all I took from that. I want killers. Yeah. Silent killers. Is that what it was? Silent killers? <laughs> Something like that. I want people who kill people on the bus. Lasers. Pew, pew, pew. The guy is just full of just... He's a dork. Yeah. I don't think he's there. If they somehow get the number one overall pick, they're like, hey, buddy, uh, you're fired. <laughs> we can't bring Caleb Williams into this building. Yeah, you're too weird. <laughs> you say some just strange things. I guy. think Caleb would immediately retire and yeah. maybe go back to pursue a master's degree. Let's keep it rolling, though. Addy, talk about the Dallas Cowboys. Some of their IDPs, though, still showed up. Demarcus Lawrence, there he is. 20.85 points, 10.82 points per game average the first two weeks. 67% of snaps. Four solos, one assist, two TFLs, one sack, two QB hits, followed closely by Micah Parsons, 17.75 points, 30.23 points per game average. The first two weeks, Jesus, Micah, take it easy. Uh, Two solos, three assists, one TFL, a sack, and two QB hits, 90% of snaps. Damone Clark, what's up, buddy? Ten and a quarter points, seven solos, two assists on six to nine percent of snaps. Donovan Wilson, there he is, 7.5 points. Welcome back. Welcome back, Donovan Wilson, 52% of snaps, three solos, one assist, and a TFL. And Stephon Gilmore, seven and a quarter points. After averaging 14.38 the first two weeks on 98% of snaps. So we got our defensive lineman there, which is about what we expect from the Cowboys. Yeah, DeMarcus Lawrence has been really good, like he always is. 11 pressures, 70 pass rush snaps. That's a 15.7% pressure rate. Um. And then, yeah, he's averaging 14.2 points per game. That is currently uh, defensive lineman 26. So that includes defensive tackles and edge rushers. Um, so, yeah, great start for DeMarcus Lawrence. I mean, that's a that's an awesome defense. I think you called it. Best defense the, in the NFL. Yeah. And, I mean, it's kind of looking like that. Yeah. Not a great week giving yeah. up the – Giving up the dub to the Cardinals. That was a very bad loss, but yeah. It I happens. Mean, There's these wonky games and they're, you all know, the time. They're fresh off the Trevon Diggs yeah. uh, ACL that's tear. A, so. That's a major blow. So that sucks. You know, that, that, you hate that, too, because they just gave him a, a huge contract. Glad he got paid, though. Yeah, I guess you don't hate you don't hate that, but, I mean, that's... Um, you hate it if you're the Cowboys because you, you invested in this guy, and now he's hurt. I mean, it's a lose-lose situation for everyone involved. Yeah. Let's talk Panthers, Seahawks. Addy, I think four games left here. Uh, last game from the Sunday slate before we get into uh, Sunday night football. Uh, let's talk Brian Burns, Carolina Panthers, 25.6 points. A little quiet the first two weeks, uh, 13.1 points per game average, but 25.6 here in week three, three solos, one assist, three TFLs, one sack, and three QB hits on 68% of snaps. And then Deion Jones, this is the name to pay attention to. He was the Luvu injury replacement. 14.5 points, three solos, one assist, a pick, and a PD on 69% of snaps. Yitor Grossmatos, what are you doing in here? 13.85 points on 56% of snaps. Kama Grugier here was still fine, but only 67% of snaps, 11 points. And then Von Bell, 10 points after averaging 12.18 the first two weeks. 100% of snaps. So, for me, Addy, it's Brian Burns. Very large tear break. Um, 
Frankie Luvu usually. Yes, I was going to say Frankie Luvu if he's healthy, of course. And Shaq Thompson yeah. probably out. For, I think Shaq Thompson is out for the season. He is. Um, so yes, I would put Frankie Luvu in that Brian Burns tier. Brian Burns number one, Luvu number two. Large tier break. Yes. Maybe Derek Brown and D tackle required leagues. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, he's been solid. Jeremy Chen's completely gone. Von Bell's like a nice safety two three option. Now, Chen did see his snaps increase this week, nope. but that was because Xavier Woods got hurt. Yeah. So Xavier Woods left this game early. I think it was a hamstring. Um, so Jeremy Chen played more than he has all season, but yeah, I mean, he wasn't productive. Try to trade him. See if you can yeah. get a fourth round pick. I mean, third round pick. Any anything for this guy? Well, I mean, you wait. I think the move is you you hope that Woods Maybe misses, if Woods misses a week. Misses a week, and then you can put him out there and say, he's back. He's back, guys. Yep. Here he is. Come yep. get him. Right. So, then, you got another window here, but, uh, yeah, Jeremy Chin. I don't think anyone's seen their value plummet more. I mean, Jace did not have him ranked this week in wow, his weekly rankings. Me. I thought that was pretty damning. It'd be Jeremy Chin, and I guess if you want to say Isaiah Simmons yep. as a defensive back, then both of those guys have – I mean, Jeremy Chin was like a unanimous, like top ten safety in dynasty. Oh, like, he he was going. The season started. I think he was going number. Th- he was the third safety off the board. I yeah. think in our best ball drafts. So even in redraft, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was it was still insane. But we don't have any Jeremy Chin. Nope, no Jeremy Chin at this table. A lot of Kyle Hamilton, a lot of Paulson Adebo, a lot of Rodney McLeod. No, Alante Taylor. That's you right. Mean, you mean. That's right. That's sorry. I'm sorry. Alante Taylor, not Paulson Adebo. You're right. So let's talk Seahawks, though. Jaron Reed, 29.7 points. Go off, Mr. Reed. Wow. Four solos, four assists, a TFL, one and a half sacks, one PD, three QB hits, 53% of snaps. Devon with him, Spoon. 25.25 points, 100% of snaps. Young man is looking good. Jordan Brooks, there he is again. Mm. 17.15 points. Is freaking Jordan Brooks the LB1 in Seattle now? Like, what the hell is going on? 80% of snaps this week. He's back. I mean, this point-blank period, Jordan Brooks is back. Oh, yeah. 11.12 points per game average. Uh, Boye Mafe, 73% of snaps, 14.35 points. And then rounding out the top five is your boy, Julian Love, 13.75 points, 16.15 average the first two weeks, 85% of snaps. Julian Love, still very good, Eddie. Yes, very good. I did see where Jamal Adams is going to be returning to the Seahawks, so we'll see what how that affects, if it does affect him. Um, good to see Boy Amafe back, pick up a sack. Derek Hall has seen his snaps increase a little bit every single week, so... Maybe his time is coming at some point. I think Dermont Jones left this game early with an injury. Um, but, yeah, fun fun Seattle defense. You know, I think they're still starting. They started a little slow. Um, was that team two and one now, right? They yeah. beat the Lions, and now yeah, uh, who was it they beat this week? Really awful. Uh, well, I guess it the, wasn't. The it Panthers. wasn't that bad. That week one loss wasn't that bad, and it was the Rams. But it was I mean, the, the Puka Rams, Nakua yeah. coming out party, the sixteen Rams. targets or whatever. The Rams are a lot better than a lot of us thought they were. Yeah, they're be. scrappy. They're fine. Yeah, they're fine. Let's wrap up here with the Sunday games. Talking Steelers Raiders. Uh, Levi Wallace was the number one scorer for Pittsburgh, thirty four point five points. Uh, he had four solos, two assists, and two picks with four passes defended. So those two interceptions definitely helped. 93% of snaps. There's TJ Watt again. Y'all, he was averaging 
0.62 points per game the first two weeks of the season and sprinkled in another 26.1 points. To 38 and a half now. Yeah, just a cool 38 points per game average the first three weeks. Not much needs to be said about TJ Watt. He's the depoy right now. He's the IDP one on the season. I think he's already to triple digits um, points-wise yeah. for the season. He's the number one scorer overall right now. Mm-hmm. I just saw that. In uh, offense or IDP. Is he really? Yeah. Wow. Like he's over quarterbacks. Go off, TJ Watt. That's that's insane. That is literally, if you're the number one scorer in all of fantasy. He's averaging 38 and a half a a game right now. Yeah, who's giving you that besides quarterbacks? Yeah. Uh, And they're not even giving you that. No. Patrick Peterson, uh, 15.75 points, 99% of snaps. Not a bad option. He did pick up uh, interception this week. But a pass defense, five total tackles. Cole Holcomb, 13 and a quarter points, 11.62 through the first two weeks, 74% of snaps. So he's fine, but he's just not getting the snaps that you want to see. Marcus Golden, 12.6 points on 28% of snaps. So not really like um, sustainable production there. Um, and just not a lot of opportunity there yeah, for any a, of those guys, you know. But there, there's a lot of guys I think we're kind of excited about. Herbig. Yep. Um, but it's High Smith and TJ Watt. Right. Those are the two guys dominating the yep. snaps there. Let's uh, talk about the Raiders because on the other side, Max Crosby was actually the leading point scorer for the Raiders, 15.45 points after 12.85 the first two weeks. So Max has been a little quiet. The snaps, though, I mean, 95% of snaps in this one. Yeah, it's linebacker snaps. I mean, you know, crazy. Off-ball linebacker That's snaps. why it's like don't ever take Max Crosby out of your lineups either because – the volume of snaps this guy is getting is unmatched right now in all of IDP for edge rushers. Yeah, and also keep that in mind with like his pressure rate. Like his pressure rate's probably not going to be as good as it has been in, in years past. But also he's he's just dominating everyone as far as playing time. So I mean, it's going to be lower it's, it's just because he's, the yeah. average is going to drop because there's so many snaps that it's being divided and by. And he's also probably worn out out there. Yes, he's got to you know? be exhausted. You know, you're not going to be as good when you're out there the entire game. Yeah, it's like, Coach, please, God, give me a breather. Is Should um, should McDaniels be fired for kicking a field goal down eight? That was bad. There's just certain things that if you do this, you're fired. Yeah. Like, it's just like, okay, buddy, you got to go. Yeah. You did, that's just like, you lose by 50, you got to go. You kick a field goal when you say, and then you follow it up by saying we needed two possessions. Mm-hmm. Hey, bud. Yeah. No, you didn't. So really bad look for Josh McDaniels. I think he gets canned uh, maybe before the season's over. I just don't. I just don't think it's there. That team's going nowhere. Yeah, Devontae Adams is like, I don't have time for us to figure it out. We need to get get our shit together right now because I'm tired of losing. So, Devontae Adams in a great headspace, if you can't tell, folks. Uh, but let's finish out the Raiders here. Nate Hobbs, 14 points. He's been so good. Stud. He's so good. 16.12 average the Another first Another one two of weeks. those slot corners. That's So, folks, you want the slot corners. Just get the slot boys. Yep. 82% of snaps. John Jenkins, defensive tackle, 10.5. Marcus Peters, 10 points. Their cornerback. And then Big Bob Spillane, 8.25. 17.62 the first two weeks, 100% of snaps. So linebackers are fine there. Um, yeah, let's move on to Did Diablo get hurt or that's um, a bad game. I think I think I saw he was uh, only played like 84% of the snaps. Okay, he may have gotten banged up. Maybe he got banged up, but yeah, you always do worry about the linebackers. Like when 
this defense is just bad. Like they could always try different things, you know, at some point. They could. Yeah. So, this team is bad. It's a concern. I mean, the coaching staff, we can't really trust right now some of the decisions they're making. And I don't think the depth is anything really to worry about, but you just, you never know. I mean, they, they'll, they'll try different stuff if it's going to continue to swirl down the toilet. So I don't know. Just, you got to be a little cautious with some. I was, I sold Diablo actually. Um, I remember you at, said that one of those yep one of my dynasty leagues just because i mean i don't know it just feels like a good time to get out everyone's kind of excited about him he's kind of like idp darling the the trap door under his feet feels very much yes uh it's, it's shaky i'm worried yeah. it's made of like plywood yep and it's going to give way at any point so i think you know get out if you can mm-hmm. because what's the upside is he going to be I got like a second. Like I had to give like a like a like a maybe it was like you, it was a uh, Diablo and a fourth for a second, right? Something like that. Yeah, I like that. That's nice. Yeah, you should put it on the. Uh, you should do a trade show. I should. You should do a trade show. Should do one. Hey, second episode of the trade show just dropped a couple nights ago. Addy was on yeah. with the younger king Evan Ringler, of player uh, player profiler. Uh, going through probably about 10 mm-hmm. trades or so. We answered some questions from the chat. It's a live stream, so make sure you subscribe over on YouTube. YouTube.com slash at the IDP show. Turn on the bell so that you're notified when this goes live. Yeah. Um, IDP trades are hard. We're just trying to make them not as hard. Yeah, trying to make them fun. We dropped a couple shorts over there as well, recapping some of the trades. Going to try to drop some more. But, uh, yeah, that show's kind of more irregular, so you have to just pay attention to the socials. Make sure you're following them on, on X slash Twitter uh, at IDP Trades. And then, yeah, uh, it'll be going live on Twitter and on YouTube as well. So um, you can check that episode out. Uh, but, yes, let's talk about the Monday night games. I've just got all the teams pulled up that played Monday night. There were four of them, the Buccaneers, Eagles, Rams, and Bengals. Addy, Levante David was the leading scorer out of all those games, 24 Eight five points. He had thirteen total tackles and a sack. Logan Wilson, mom's meatloaf, uh, clocking in here at uh, number two overall. Four tackles, had two picks in that game. So Logan Wilson, absolutely getting propped up. But he's been really solid this season. Twelve points week one, fourteen points week two, and then pops off for twenty four point five. Uh, so the interceptions did bail him out a little bit because he only had four tackles in this game, but. It's just because he was too busy picking off passes. Uh, looks like Trey Hendrickson got on the board. Addy, 17.05 points week one, but two points week two, not great. But 24 points this week, uh, two tackles and two sacks. So those are your top three. Aaron Donald back on the board finally after 8.9 week one, two in week two, goes for 23.55, seven tackles and a sack this week. Uh, and then rounding out your top five is a safety. I think I called him out week one, and we were like, oh, yeah, he's 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 a fine option. But Dax Hill may be the number one, number two. He's a top five option for you right now safety-wise in IDP. 25 points week one, 17 and a half week two, 23.3 points week three. He's good. Dax yeah. Hill is certified good. He's very good. Yeah, um, and I mean, most of these, at least it has been like this lately, a lot of these um, safeties, they get drafted every year, like they pop early. 
Like literally all the safeties last year were good. You know, Petre, Brisker. Yep. Um, Kham wasn't, but Kham. But I mean, he was still had. You know, he was still ex- like everyone's excited about him and stuff. I mean, I go back to the fact my favorite offseason stat was he scored three fewer points than Chuck Clark playing half the number of snaps that Chuck Clark played. Yeah. So for the yeah. opportunity he got, he was good. Dax Hill has already, I think, surpassed his number of snaps from last season. Wow. So he is making the most of it. Speaking of safeties, though, Reed Blankenship. Uh, with looks like uh, 21.25 points, did not play week two, but had 21 points in week one. So he's averaging about 21 points per game in the games that he's played. Nice little safety option there in Philadelphia for you. Devin White was solid as well, 20.35 points, uh, seven tackles and an INT. Ducked out of bounds, uh, running the ball back. I think didn't want to, like, blow up Jalen Hurts and probably get a flag. Um so, kind of a coward move, but it's okay. Man rides horses. Sure. Yeah. He's, he's not afraid. Uh, Sam Hubbard, there he is as well. So, both of the white, Good. the whitest defensive end combo in the NFL, Trey and Sam, both had great games. Good, because that was uh, Subber, um, Subbard. Um, Hubbard was really struggling to start, you know. If, yeah, I could see where you went Subbard because you also had struggling in there as well. Sure. So and a lot Sam. Of, yeah, has too many S's. You got to get some <laughs> S's out of this equation. We need Sam to become Trey Hubbard to make it a little easier. Yeah. But, yeah, 7.5 and then 6 to start the first two weeks. Yeah. Um, but this is what Sam Hubbard does. Um, this is what most edge rushers do, guys. Yes, they have, they the have quiet games, then they have big blow-up games. This is how it goes. Uh, Ernest Jones continues to be very good. 17.75 week one, 10 points week two, 17.25 week three. Uh, a player you were kind of excited about to see get some action there, Addy. B.J. Hill, 15.3 points. Had a nice week one, 13.5, 3.25 in week two. Underrated. Very underrated. Yep. And then uh, the ascending defensive tackle. I want to revisit the defensive tackle dynasty ranks because I think this guy – um, maybe, maybe sneaking his way into the top 10, maybe even higher. Jalen Carter, Philadelphia Eagles, 15.05 points, two tackles, half a sack, two forced fumbles, 11.55 week one, 5.5 week two. Um, top 10. He's there, brother. You think he's already top 10? Oh, my goodness. I think so, too. It's we just- remember, we had this convo. Defensive tackles really loaded right now, though, man. Yeah, but there's also a lot of old ones like Chris yeah. Jones, DeForest Buckner. Both those guys are like 28, 29 now. You know, Jalen Carter's 22. Yeah, ultra productive. Who, who are looking? We, you know, like he could be ultra productive. What was that conversation we we're having on the trade show? Wasn't it about yeah, so. um, who yeah. would you rather have? Yeah. I mean, as far as like dynasty. Yeah, dynasty. I think it's Big Q still number one. Jeffrey Simmons. Jeffrey Simmons, number two. And then you could probably slot in Carter, number three. That's where he is right now uh, at the IDPshow.com, folks. Yeah. So, And then another guy we talked about. Okay, I wanted to bring this up from the trade show because you all had a very interesting trade. It was very fun. Dre Greenlaw and Byron Young for N'Kobe Dean and Antoine Winfield. You and Evan both came down on the N'Kobe Dean, Antoine Winfield side. I was on the Dre Greenlaw, Byron Young side. It's close. Because I want the edge rusher. Yeah. I want, what if this guy actually develops? And thus far, averaging about 12 and a half, 13 points per game so far. He's got, yeah. uh, looks like two total sacks on the season. Yeah. So, obviously the worst, not worst, just the 
let the least established piece in that trade. Yes. But for me, I like Greenlaw better than Nakobe right now and, and probably for the next few seasons. Yeah. Um, and then Winfield has been great, but he's a safety. Yeah. Uh, if Byron Young can be a top 30 edge, that's pretty valuable to me. Yeah. It was very close, though. Yeah. I think I would come down on the Greenlaw, Byron Young side. It's tough. I mean, Byron Young is in a great situation right now. Yes, he for is. Him, you know, I mean, it's it, there's just no talent on that that Rams team. Uh, he does have the luxury of playing alongside Aaron Donald, but yeah, I mean, he's getting tons of snaps. He is doing well with them. What he got one tonight again? Another sack? Half a sack? Okay, that's five great. tackles. I mean, that's awesome. Fourteen point seven points. And yeah, I mean, he he hits a lot of the measurables that we like. I think he was like a 99th percentile speed score. Um, so Rams don't have a lot of uh, first round picks. So yeah. can't be spending a lot. That's typically where you see premium edge rushers go is first round. Yeah. So well, I think we mentioned that. Like we liked every piece in that trade. Mm-hmm. It, it was a, it was a good trade. It was a win win. And I am a little concerned about Nicobe Dean. I am know? too. Just the you get your chance, you get injured. It's just like I don't know. I think it's probably short sighted, but it gives me the heebie jeebies a little bit. Yeah. I mean, you could you couldn't get on the field year one at all, you know, and then when you finally do. You get banged up, which was a worry about you anyway. So, yep, just doesn't feel great, you know. The names I think is still there. I think a lot of people are still excited about Nicobe Dean, and that was really why I went that side, just because I think like the market value yes. is still there for Nicobe Dean. I agree, and people are still pumped. Whereas Drake, Drake Greenlaw, like I don't know, he just kind of gets slept on a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like it's, he's in Fred Warner's shadow. Yeah, and right. he's just. Even Everyone, though, like he produces, I know, <laughs> just like Fred Warner, exactly maybe even better sometimes. Um, yeah, he just doesn't get the respect in, in the um, in the market. So, yeah, Nicobe Dean and, and Antoine Winfield both do. You know, they're both exciting pieces. Everyone's hype about them. I think we'll get there with Byron Young. It's just you know, you got to wait and hope. It's a good start to his career, though. Yes, definitely. You know, um, we should mention a couple more guys here. Uh, Ryan Neal, there he is once again. Seven points week one, 11 week two, 14.25 here in week three. And then, um, oh, there's a, is there another? Oh, man. I think our boy, Thule, has a brother. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, Marlon Tui Pelotu. I've got that one nailed. I'm feeling really good about that one. And then Antoine Winfield, the aforementioned, uh, was at 10.75 points. So he's been phenomenal to start the season. 29 points, 11.25, 10.75. Very good start to the year for Antoine Winfield. So there you go, folks. Wrapping up the Monday night football games. What did he fin- finish with tonight? 10.25. Yeah. Solid. So, oh, I'm sorry, 10.75. So after the 29-point outing in week one, that's probably like um, – like a 20-point-per-game average or something like that, maybe maybe 17.5. So, very good. We are starting to see, I think, the leaders at the positions round into shape. I say, like, after – let's look at, like, position leaders after maybe, like, six or eight weeks, Addy, yeah. and see, like, where things stand. Maybe, like, a midpoint check-in sort of thing, you know? Because, um, yeah, the playoffs now run through week 17, right? That's when the champion – championship is now because there's 18 yeah. weeks in the season 17 weeks so yeah, maybe we'll check in around like six to eight somewhere in there to see how the positional leaders are shaking out but i think they're starting to normalize a little bit yeah um 
the kind of outliers and the big boom games are starting to get kind of tamped down a bit here as we've got more games and more snaps and more data. So, all right, Daddy, there we go. Look at us. Almost a two-hour two-hander. I thought, oh, we'll be out of here in like an hour and 20. Oh, wow. With just the two of us. Got but away no. from us a little yeah. bit, didn't it? It was a lot. It was Well, we got to talk about every game. Actually, no, we haven't talked about Thursday night football. What was a Thursday night game? Let's get this one in real quick. We said we we're going to recap all the games in the tweet, damn it. And we're going to recap all the games. What was the Thursday night game? It feels very long ago <laughs> at this point. <laughs> can you uh, can you look up the Thursday night game and I'll pull up the scores here and we can just riff on it to wrap up the pod? Yeah, of course I can. No bias. So there's just there's a lot of games, folks. 16 games, 32 teams. A lot of names to get through. Thursday night game. What was it? Oh, it was a uh, 49ers, Giants. There you go. So let's pull okay. these guys up real quick. Kayvon got, uh, got him a sack. There you go. Yeah, let's pull up Giants. Uh, Mike McFadden bald. And 49ers. Here we go. So let's look at, yeah, Micah McFadden was the number one score on the, uh, in that game, 24 points. He had 10 total tackles. So yep. good job, Micah McFadden. Clearly the LB2 there. Yeah. Uh, just in terms of snaps, hell, maybe the LB you want. Yeah, uh, Bobby Okereke has been fine. Just getting tackles though, right? Not really doing anything else. Not doing so much. Hopefully else. the big plays will come, but yeah, I mean, not really what we had hoped for to start. Just thirty-nine snaps for Nick Bosa, but sixteen point zero five points, three tackles, one sack. Uh, Javon Hargrave was a nice start as well. Thirteen point nine five. He had a dud week two, two point seven five points, but fifteen point five five against the Giants. Uh, Leonard Williams. 13.3 points there. Kayvon did get him a sack, three tackles. Uh, good for 13.15 points, but he's been pretty bad to start the season otherwise. Uh, Charvarius Ward, uh, nice little cornerback there. Listen to this log, 14.15, 15.5, 13 points yeah. uh, for Charvarius Ward. So very good start, cornerback required leagues. Uh, Talanoa Hufanga, 22.05 week one, 4.75 week two, 12.05 week three. So Big play dependent. Big play dependent. Yeah, Bobby Okereke, uh, just basically he has one forced fumble. That is it. Five tackles, eight tackles, nine tackles, probably averaging about 10 points per game. Yeah. So like a fine LB2-3 option for you. And then I'm trying to see if there's anyone else. Uh, Xavier McKinney was down at 8.25 points. Trey Greenlaw had a down game. Only 7.75 points. Uh, I want to see where Fred was. I think was. he left early. Did he? Yeah, he left early and who was it? The yeah, Fred had a down game as well. He played uh, 50 snaps, just four tackles, good for four points. So not great for Fred. Um, I mean, he scored the same number of points as Isaiah Simmons. So not great. Warren Burks, I think, is, is who replaced Drake. Yes, Greenwald. you're right. Because um, he played, it looks like, um, 21 snaps. And then, um, yeah, we had, who was it? Uh, Drake Greenlaw played 42 snaps. So I think he got a little bit banged up at some point. Jason Panak, we've had, uh, heard a lot of Jason Panak hype. Uh, he had 7.25 points. So continues to be a fine option there as well. So there you go, folks. We got the Thursday night game in too. So every single team, uh, probably got two hundred plus players at this point uh, yeah. mentioned on the pod. So Eddie, any big picture takeaways here through three weeks of the NFL season? Gosh, um, defensive scoring has been very good. It's been great. Yeah, I mean you can expect I think a ton of regression. 
Yes. I mean, <laughs> offenses will get better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if, you just, got, if you got TJ Watt leading all of fantasy football, that does not feel sustainable to me. Yeah. Offenses are making a ton of mistakes to start, you know, so, I mean, you're going to see a lot of sloppy play like you've, like you've seen. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's going to help IDP scoring. But yeah, I, I think that it's going to settle down a little bit. You're not going to have six edge rushers averaging over 25 points per game. Uh, Zaire Franklin's not going to average 15 tackles a game this year. Maybe. Um, yeah, maybe. TJ Watt's not going to have 35 sacks. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, TJ Watt, 115 points right now by big three scoring. Keenan Allen, 93 points yeah. is the next guy up. Uh, this looks like Tyreek Hill is number three. Kirk Cousins is number four. Two is number five. Daniil Hunter is number six in all of fantasy football. Love to see it. So, But there should be some IDP sprinkled in there. There should the be. Top guys. There should the way be. it's supposed to be played, people. So... We'll wrap up week three recap here. Make sure you're following along at the idpshow.com. The weekly waiver wire article is already out. We published it before we started recording this episode. Weekly rankings will be live tomorrow by lunchtime. Logs are live. Yeah. Logs are updated. So go check that out. Speaking of logs, Johnny the Greek, uh, his cornerback corners, uh, cornerback corner article will be live Tuesday night. The pod version will be live in the after show feed the next morning. Uh, like I said, weekly rankings coming out. Uh, Jace is talking to Joy the Tooth this week about their rankings. And then I'm on the preview pod with Macri over in the PFF feed. So that will be a lot of fun. Make sure you're subscribed over there as well. Uh, if you would, if you've been enjoying the after show episodes, um, we've got, as we mentioned, Johnny's episode, Jace's episode, our boy uh, Leezy's in there doing banged up. Uh, he's a stream boy now, and some of the calls, I mean, I didn't know that Nick Bolton had been yeah. uh, not practicing this week, missed the game. So, like, make sure you're checking that out, folks. There's no, no other source of info for injuries on yeah. defensive players. Now, yeah. the, uh, the industry really only focuses on offensive guys yeah. that are banged up. Yeah, I mean, he has LED lights in his, in his room. It's a sick setup. I mean, it's, it's, you want to check, he's a handsome guy. He's a real streamer. A lot going on there with uh, Leezy. But if you've been enjoying the after show, leave a five-star rating and review on Apple. Five stars on Spotify really helps us out. And do the same for the IDP show as well. And then check out the trade show. we got all sorts of shows right now, Addy, and we're trying to take care of y'all. Right. We just want to get in front of you. That's right. Spend some time with you. We just want some quality time with you folks. So uh, Jake and Evan will be back with the Week 4 preview here in a couple days, and then we'll be back for the Week 5 recap. But until then, y'all take care. We'll see you soon. Messed up and shattered